That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. And now... Hi, everybody, and welcome once again... The world famous... Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby, buggy bumpers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. That's, that's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Roundtable show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSA. All right, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the Roundtable Show right here on PSN Radio, the first comic book roundtable show on the internet that actually matters. That's right. Tonight it's uh, December uh, 17, 2017, and it's only days before the holidays, before Christmas hits. Hope everybody's doing well. With me on the panel tonight, we have a, a pretty loaded one. We have the one and only Mr. Zod Ryder leading it off. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? And, uh, of course, joining us, as always, the one and only, the irrefutable champion of hate. That's right, Johnny Alpha. I don't know if hate's the right word. You know, I, I do like to I do like to shit on things, though, so that's, that, that, that is happening. <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and the one and only, that's right, he brings justice to all, Jason Justice. What's up, push shirts on squirrels. Push shirts on squirrels, my friend. How's, uh, how's everybody's uh, pre-Christmas uh, days uh, treating them so far? Only a few days away? How's everybody doing on the special, special holiday that is the birth of Christ? I don't know. I'm, okay. <laughs> I, I'm all right. I spent yesterday shopping for presents, and dude, they need to start turning down the heater in some of these stores, man. I go up in there, man. I, I'm, I'm sweating like it's goddamn summertime in them places. It's, it's insane. That's about my only complaint I have, though. Oh, now we don't have that problem here. Yeah, they probably still got the AC on. You guys are in Miami. Uh, so just yeah. shop online, dude. <laughs> shop online, bro. That's uh, but, what I did. Everything on Amazon saying you might expect it after Christmas. I'm like, fuck you, man. I want to get my shit now. I got to give it to people. Everything I said I might expect it after Christmas, I got okay. it right. Okay. All right. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> now we're joined by a special voice, the one and only Miss Crystal Storm is in the house. Woo woo! What up? What up? All right, what's up, Crystal? Y'all know I couldn't have missed this. I literally just jumped out of my stream. Was like, bye, y'all. I gotta go. We gotta go talk about Star Wars. Peace, everybody. (laughs) We're actually we're actually not talking about Star Wars because Zod Zod so heard about it. We were only gonna talk about the Fox deal this show. (laughs) Honestly, y'all stop messing with Zod. Stop messing with him. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny because nothing nothing brings out the entire crowd like Star Wars, right? Like, you know, this is the one time of year that we can all geek out. And uh, look, uh, we're going to talk about the movie in a little bit here. And uh, this is going to be the main topic of the night. It's going to be The uh, Last Jedi. Um, You know, all pleasantry aside, everybody's doing well. Christopher, how's uh, how's your holiday run up to Christmas uh, been so far? So far, so good. Yeah, so far, my sister's coming into town this week, so that'll be nice. So it's been, you know, holidays are crazy. 
But no, uh, it has for shopping yet? Did you buy anybody gifts? Anybody, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm broke as shit. I love people. That's they, they get my fucking presents, my presents at Christmas. That's what they get. I walk there around the go. house in a bow. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. See, for me, this is the one time a year that it pays off to be agnostic. I'm like, eh, well, I kind of yeah. believe oh, that. We're I not religious don't. around here either, but we just like hanging out. I mean, it's not it's not a religious holiday right, for us. And, not and, for, and for my family, it's always been like just a family thing where it's just important that everybody gets together, you know, just yeah. an excuse for everybody to make sure that they see each War other. War on Christmas. All I'm hearing from you guys. War on Christmas. God damn it. Well, my family oh, hates yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> bring it. Bring it back to Christ, God damn it. Oh. Bring it across. <laughs> now, I we bringing it back to that. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're still gonna argue about this when it was woven into a pagan holiday. There you go. Yeah, for, yeah, for real. Get and he wasn't, he wasn't even born on December twenty fifth. Damn it! I, I, I was memeing. I did that at the winter solstice. So that's exactly. uh, 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 something to freaking do. Come on, man. Uh, I see Zeitgeist. I see Zeitgeist. I know he's fine. Right? Exactly. Zeitgeist. Good movie. Uh, now, we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars in a minute here, but that uh, we, we uh, have to get to a couple of different things uh, before we get to it. I want to uh, just uh, give a shout-out to our networks that are running the show tonight. PSN Radio, of course, is our main uh, stable, but uh, we're actually broadcasting on a different network also, by the way, gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Black Swamp Radio is... Uh, you know, broadcasting the show tonight, which uh, I don't—I didn't even know that was going to happen until like I started running the uh, the Sam broadcaster, and uh, their stream picked up, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we're broadcasting on there also." So, shout out to everybody on Black Swamp Radio for our broadcasting our stream. Our good friend Arizona Tramp, who uh, owns that network out there, has been running our uh, Sky Watchers on uh, Tuesday nights. So, shout outs to him and uh, his network. But uh, guys, uh, let's let's talk about. Before we get to Star Wars, let's talk about this uh, 20th Century Fox deal uh, with Disney because, you know, this will lead right into Star Wars and everything that's going on over there. But uh, this is a major, major impact uh, in Hollywood. I mean, this this is a huge deal. We're talking about, besides the numbers, $60 billion. I mean, that's an astronomical amount of money. But besides the the financial numbers, uh, this is a significant deal in the sense of what properties are are now going to belong to Disney. Uh, we're talking about The Simpsons, The X-Files, uh, the full rights to 1977 on New Hope Star Wars. Uh, they own Hellraiser. They own Hellraiser. Right. They, they Hellraiser. bought New World Films. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, uh, they got everything. Well, you think yeah, about but just, you know what? I, read, I just alone. read that the Department of Justice is going after them over this merger, too. Uh, Trump's going know, after that, everybody. I don't know how far that will actually go, but apparently they are, quote-unquote, investigating. But yeah. I don't think anything is going to come out of that. They, no. they, set up, they, they already said they set aside, like, a, a couple – like I think it was like twenty billion dollars or something to to pad that. It's not going to go anywhere. Everybody's going to get nice and fat paid. There's earmarks for that. So I've already read about that. So it's it's they're, it's not going to. They're just putting their hand out at this point, being like, "Come on, if you want this to happen? You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta send my kids to school. We need some shoe money. Come on." <laughs> now people, I, you know, I've been asking me since this whole thing went down. I've had a couple conversations about this, and and I've gotten this question. I was like, "Where does Disney come up with sixty billion dollars?" And I'm like, "If you do the math, I'm like, are you serious? If you do the math alone, that's a, that's a drop in, in a bucket for this. That's nothing." I was about to say, didn't they just make that back off of fucking the Force Awakens? 
Well, no, they didn't make sixty oh, the billion. Movie, the merchandise, no. games are close to it. Had to have been. Well, well they made a, they made maybe a couple billion, but not sixty billion. No, but here's here's the deal. Oh, okay. it, it, when you look at the uh, the numbers, for example, one thing they're getting, and this is uh, just to, to give you kind of an idea how lucrative this is for Disney, even though they're giving out a huge chunk of money. Uh, Hulu, okay, now they're buying 30% of Hulu, right? They already own 30%, now they own 60%, meaning they are the owners of Hulu. They, they own majority stock in Hulu. The other 40% are, like, shared between several individuals, so it's broken down into parts, meaning they own Hulu, okay? Now they're gonna have their own Disney streaming, they're gonna have Hulu streaming. Hulu, people pay, what, several bucks a month for, for the, uh, membership? Yeah, Hulu, Hulu is $8 a month for... Okay. You know, standard with you know with commercials. That, that's now, the plan I have. Now, with that said, how many members does Hulu currently have? I don't know. They're up there with. They're up there. They're like just under Netflix. It's like net. It goes Netflix then Hulu. Yeah, they're really they're really getting their speed going. They got some really good shows popping off lately. So right. um, yeah, they're they're really now, um, getting some traction right now. Think about this with this merger. Eventually, you, you know. Netflix is going to lose all the Fox properties that belong to Disney, Disney, like the uh, Marvel stuff. That's going to end up leaving probably and going to Hulu or to the Disney stream. One of those two. I would well, think they, that they should just take should, since they are the majority in uh, Hulu, they should just do Hulu. Why even bother? That's to what make I'm saying. A whole separate thing. No, no, I, th- I think the Disney brand will be for the older Disney cartoons, you know, for like some of the older stuff. And what they'll do is some more hardcore newer stuff will go to Hulu. I think that's what they're gonna, the idea here is. But here's the, the point I'm trying to get at. Right now, as it is, Netflix sits on probably, what, $12 billion a year in membership alone? That's just one entity. Hulu makes a fraction of that. They make around maybe seven, eight billion a year. Okay, this is just one institution that Disney has bought that is bringing in a revenue of maybe five, six billion a year. On average. This is what, just one of the pieces of the puzzle of the entirety of what they've bought. So when you look at, at, at this, people are saying, well, sixty billion is a lot. Not necessarily. Yeah, they're going to get it back. That's a return on investment right there, no doubt. Yeah, they're going to make this money back in, in no matter than more than maybe five years. If that. And then after that, it's all pure profit. So, I mean, this is a, a hell of a merger for Disney. Uh, plus, they get look all the stuff to get back. They get the Marvel Universe back that includes X-Men, Fantastic Four. I mean, these rights alone are, are lucrative enough as it is. They get all that back, and that's going to be included now into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, you know, what, what do you guys feel about the fact that we might see Wolverine in the uh, Avengers film? Zod? Oh, he's going to be in everything. Or Johnny. Whatever. He's gonna he's gonna end up being in everything just like he was in the comics until they kill him off. And that's that's the that's the one thing that um really has got me personally as a fan. I, I, I if this would have happened around the time that um first class came out when the the um Fox movies were still a mess, I would be happy. But I like Deadpool. I like Legion. I like some of the X Men stuff Fox has done recently. And I think Marvel Disney will play it a little too straight a little too safe it'll be cornball it'll be wolverine homecoming instead of shit like logan again and i, I think that that's sad but disney did say they weren't going to mess with deadpool and as long as the movies still make money they're going to keep them at fox and keep them r-rated so yeah. that was a little bit of a relief for me personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah what do you think uh, uh crystal what are your thoughts on this? i don't think disney is dumb 
I don't. I, I mean, I think them getting back some of the Marvel stuff might be good if they pass it over to Marvel, because I'm really enjoying the Marvel movies. I really am, and right. I'm kind of excited of them getting back some of these properties. So, and you know, like I said, I don't think Disney's dumb. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff that they bought, so I'm, I don't think they're going to rock the boat too much. I, I really don't. I think they might leave some stuff as is, and some stuff they'll probably mess with. But as far as, like, fans of us um, seeing, you know, some of these properties come to life, I think it could be a good thing. But we'll see. You know, I find it funny that it, it all happens as we're seeing kind of like almost the end of the current uh, X-Men universe with, uh, you know, the retirement now of Patrick Stewart, of the character of Professor Xavier. He said he's not going to play him anymore. Uh, Hugh Jackman said he's not playing Wolverine anymore. Even like, I think they're going to uh, back up a, a couple of trucks of money in his house, and they're going to be like, come on, give us a couple more films. You know, we're now on the uh, Avengers. Come on, come on. And he'll eventually do it. Uh, I kind but, of feel like this is something everybody wanted, though, isn't it? Didn't everybody want this stuff to go to Disney since they have everybody. the Marvel Fantastic Cinematic everybody. Universe? I mean, isn't yeah. this... The Fantastic Four, definitely, because all, all of the celestial stuff, like, basically... All that stuff ties to the Fantastic Four. They can't of mess course. with Galactus. They can't mess with the scrolls. Um, I don't even know. That's why I think they kind of just play around with the idea of the Kree and some of their stuff and don't have them because I think that they're tied to um, um, the Fantastic Four. King the Conqueror. Yeah. I mean, all, most of Marvel's really serious, hard-hitting, awesome bad guys are all tied to Fantastic Four, and Fox mm-hmm. was never going to use them. They were just going to keep rehashing Doom over and over again. Right. And they they ruined them. So even Doom coming back to Marvel sounds like a great idea. It's just the Wolverine thing. It just is the only thing that doesn't have me thrilled. But all that Fantastic Four shit coming back is, is wonderful. That that is what? good news for any and all fans of the MCU because now we want to have Chitari and Thanos all the time. There's other celestial monsters back at Marvel. And you get Reed and you get Reed Richards, the, the smartest man in the. You get Reed Richards, the smartest man in the MCU. The thing also, guys, don't forget, remember, uh, you know, there's been no mention of mutants or, or anything like that so far in the MCU, so I don't think you're just going to see a merger of these characters in there and just shoved in there. I think you're going to see a total reboot of the Marvel uh, X-Men universe into the MCU, and then you're going to start seeing mutants show up, and that's going to be the, the next phase in the evolution of uh, what we see. Oh, yeah, forward. yeah, they, they didn't, they, they bought this. Do. For that reason, they bought yeah. this so that they could that they could merge it together in the next phase of the MCU. Yeah. Yep. Jason, what are your thoughts on this uh, whole thing? Uh, just one thing. Picture this: uh, Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, yeah. uh, Wicked Witch, Gifts of the Freaking Apple, Deadpool, Kills Her. Bam. Yeah. That's what's up. And suddenly Snow Bambi? White is so much oh, better. Kill Bambi. Bam. Kill. <laughs> out to, to write all the wrongs that Disney did. Yes, fantastic. What about Pinocchio? <laughs> Everybody always forgets poor what? Pinocchio. You know, Deadpool, you know, you don't mess with Pinocchio. Deadpool caught him out of the whale. That, that oh, would be Deadpool great though to have Deadpool and um, Jiminy Cricket having a conversation, and maybe doing a song and dance. That'd be classic. I would love this. With a unicorn eating chimichanga. Hell yeah! Well, you know they're gonna merge. They're gonna merge Star Wars with the MCU too. That's coming, guys. Just <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'd watch it. I tell you what, you know, it, Star Wars is a Marvel property. They do come out with Marvel comics uh, with Star Wars comics. So 
you know, if something happens, you know, it is a, a huge galaxy, maybe somewhere in there, uh, you know, they cross, you know, cross paths with uh, Star Lord or or something along the way, uh, like that. You know, hey, well, I'm the all thing for is, that. is, the thing <laughs> is, is they're getting back all that Fox stuff. And what you got to remember is, the X Men and the Fantastic Four are always fucking with the space time continuum. Right. One of their one of their things that they could goof up could land them in a galaxy far, far away. Type of thing. I you know would be I mean? okay with Chewbacca and Groot having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? That would That's be okay a- with that. That would not make me unhappy at all. And Chewbacca and Groot going to dinner and like having porg for dinner. And having porg. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would, in fact, be... That, that would be, be cool. They, in fact, they should get their own sitcom on Hulu. That'd be they great. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Chewie and Groot. Oh, eat porg. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Adventures of Chewie and Groot. I am yeah. Groot. <laughs> I can just see it now. It would be amazing. Got a good it, would be, it would go for five. It would go for five seasons at least. At least, yeah. Two characters you have no idea what they're ever saying. Uh, yeah, it'd be. It <laughs> wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. You don't have to I know what they're saying. I wouldn't even watch the subtitles. I wouldn't. Even it wouldn't. Care. It wouldn't be that much different from like the Big Bang Theory. Now, I mean, I totally understand <laughs> what was going on in that show. Like when I watch, I'm like, what the hell is? Who, what is this guy talking? About? What is he talking about? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, you're not. You're not enough of a nerd to get that show, Jackal. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. You need to watch more Rick and Morty. You need Szechuan sauce, and, and then you'll be smart enough for to watch the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm not smart enough. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so $60 billion. Man. That's, still, that's a lot of uh, dough, man, to uh, spend on anything. But uh, I think this is going to be a, an exciting next 10 years for any comic book fan, any fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, any fan of Star Wars, because guys, you know, this also means that there's a good chance that now with uh, Fox ponying over their parts of the rights of episode uh, episode four, and you hope get the full saga. We, we might, yeah. or we might get the theatrical cut where they've been holding on to that cut and that, those rights. Uh, you know, we might actually get that because remember, Fox owned the rights to to the original Star Wars movie in the original cut that was in theaters. That's one of the reasons why you can't release a, a cut without their permission. Now nice. we have those rights. Nice. That could be good. Back at back at Disney. Back and at you know Lucasfilms. Back where it belongs, you know. And so now, I mean, that's and now exciting. what Disney needs to do is they need to hire Joss Whedon and come in and reshoot all that stuff that a Lucas reshot, and then make new re-edits, but with Whedon reshoots, so just to make Zod happy. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> and with that, I sure hope said. not. I sure hope not. Wow. Uh, Zon, how, how bad has it been for you the last couple of weeks? Because you've had a, a really, uh, let's just say, a, a bad time at theaters with uh, some big temple films in the last few weeks. Yeah, you know what? I'm just holding out for next year. <laughs> go see Shape of Water, man. Like that's a that's a good movie. Go check that out if you want to actually go to see something that's bitching. It's out right now. No, I, I still I still want to go see. I want really wanted to see Disaster Artist because I know at least that would make me laugh. But there aren't any theaters near me that are showing it, so I'm I'm struggling with it right now. Yeah, I can't find a, a place around here to uh, watch it at either. But uh, without, without any further delay, let's just move right into it. Uh, we're all going to give our uh, mini reviews of uh, the Last Jedi. 
what we thought about it, and uh, it's going to be uninterrupted. I don't want anybody talking over the person giving the review. Let's let them have their say, and uh, until they're done, you know, take uh, you know as much time as you need. And uh, when you're done, then we'll uh, go to the next person, and then after that, we'll, we'll have a little powwow and uh, we'll discuss and probably talk over each other because that's what we do here on the round table. Uh, <laughs> Let's start off with uh, the man who probably hated the movie the most and uh, who's been most vocal about his hatred is uh, the one and only Mr. Zod Ryder. Uh, Zod, give us your review of The Last Jedi. Well, rather than uh, give you a review, I decided what I would do is I would just give bullet points, like the way our president likes his intelligence briefings. Nerd, I figured I, w- I, would give, I would give some bullet points here about... <laughs> What I what I what I didn't like about the film, and since that's virtually everything, I just narrowed it down to a few things here. Uh, cringe-worthy comedy. Luke milking an alien udder. Super Princess Leia. Ugly puppet Yoda. Snoke throwaway villain number one. Phasma throwaway villain number two. Luke throwaway hero number one. Akbar throwaway hero number two. Bad, bad, bad. Plus, there's so many other things. I just, it would take me the entire show to list everything that there is. So, suffice it to say, I really didn't like any of it. So, we can move on to the next person. Well, that was rather quick. I thought you were going to go in there in depth for a little while. <laughs> no. That was that was kind of sad, actually. I was kind of yeah. Come on, go. put go a little more into it. Yeah, no, man. What the hell? Listen to you and Crystal's two-hour rant. I uh, like real. the rest of us. Like, not not all of our fans know of it. So come on, a little more, Zod. Just a little yeah, more. Give me a little bit more of that sauce. A little bit more of that. Okay, well, chips well, here, well, here's something. Here's something I I really wanted to see in the movie. Well, I wanted to see uh, Chewbacca eat the entire village of Porgs. That's what I wanted to see happen. <laughs> And I thought Ryan Johnson was going to give that to us. But since he didn't, I just chucked that up as another letdown. Now, you're seven. Um, when we look at, uh, I, I guess, I guess I can, you know, I can go into a little more depth, I guess. Uh, the nonstop Marvel Disney funny lines in every other scene, those just didn't click with me. I thought that the, the amount of humor that they used for this movie was beyond excessive. I mean, the casino, you could have cut that out completely. And uh, Benicio Del Toro, he was a complete, completely wasted character. When you think about all of the characters he was rumored to possibly be before this movie came out, any one of those choices would have been better than what they decided to use him as. A stuttering nobody. That's what they made him into. And it just... I don't, I don't understand how you get an actor like that. Put him in Star Wars, and that's what you have him do. Have um, you seen him in anything else? Because that's pretty much the way he plays every character. Like he's usually a stuttering nobody. That's <laughs> just standard Benicio del Toro. You know, here we go. Here, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, like the worst of all in terms of in terms of villains and what they did here was Snoke. Who was he? That was the big mystery in Force Awakens. Who is this villain? Why is he there? Why is he so powerful in the Force? Where did he come from? What what did he do to become Supreme Leader Snoke? We have all of these things that Force Awakens just set up for this movie. And ultimately, we got no answers in 
The Last Jedi and the stuff that they did. I feel like it was just lazy writing. They just decided, well, you know what we'll do? The peop- the stuff that they want the answers to, oh, we'll just kill kill this character over here. We'll wipe this character out. We'll make this just nothing. We'll make Ray's parentage. Ah, that doesn't matter. Because guess what? Anakin came from nobody. Anakin came from midichlorians. So we don't need to go into any details. I just, I don't know. General Hux, they turned him into a caricature. He was, he was like a, almost like a Nazi. He was so evil and, and just angry in the first in Force Awakens. In this movie, you couldn't take anything he said seriously. He wasn't scary at all. So, I don't know. Kylo Ren and, uh, Ray force Skyping each other. I guess maybe that's my fav, that's my favorite aspect of the film. Knowing, I mean, that would be awesome if you could Skype somebody like that, where you're like in, you're like in your place, they're in their place, and but you could see them and you could see where they are, and it'd be nice if that technology eventually, you know, exists and you don't have to. You use know the what? Well, it's about that you're like, you know, it's like you're in the middle of like a, of a call and then all of a sudden your, your thing has to upgrade and like they boot you off. And you're like, no. Oh yeah, well that's what Skype that does anyway. To me, when I was trying to get on the show tonight, I it would like it just stopped see, and told me it was going to upgrade. One thing I was thinking too is you know they've got great they between the two of them they've got great force Wi-Fi that's what they have I mean they yes. literally like like their connection Amazing. was just their connection and we I, I kept picturing a little bar saying very strong internet that's what I kept when 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 every time every time they would connect it would just be like it would just be like my God how are they doing this you know it just and and you know it's it's just. Uh, amazing to me i'm i wish that i could be as enthusiastic about the movie as you jackal i really do i because i don't go into any movie wanting to hate it i go i go into every movie wanting to love the movies i am not i'm not like that i'm not a negative person i'm a very happy-go-lucky guy and when i and when i went into this movie and was uncomfortable with so much of it. It just really depressed me. Which, and that, that's me. so funny. It's funny you say that because you, you know you've hated on this movie because of the you know humor and you know certain aspects that you didn't like, and you didn't like the humor and certain things of Justice League and the way they change things. So for having go lucky guy, you really want these movies to be depressing and like. Well, not not depressing, <laughs> but when you look at but when you look at Star Wars, for example, I mean, dude, there's been humor in all like, Star Wars movies. Yeah, but, okay, dude, there's been. Whoa, Keaton. whoa, it's not debate time, fellas. It's give your exactly. review time. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's a great point by you, Miss Crystal Storm. And with that, you know, let's uh, give Crystal the open mic here to give her a review. Go ahead, Crystal. You okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. She, that's what that's what we need her around. Right. Okay. So, so I didn't hate this movie as much as Zod Rider, but I did leave it yes. feeling like a battered wife. I do <laughs> I, a little bit. I feel I feel a little conflicted. And and look, let me just real quick preference here. I was not worried about this movie at all. I really wasn't. Uh, people's critiques of The Force Awakens were not mine. I thought that movie was absolutely phenomenal. I did not care that it had beats like A New Hope. I love the way they introduced the new characters. I love the shout out to the old characters. So I really enjoyed it. And I was really looking forward to Ryan Johnson writing Episode 8 because I love Looper so much. And I wanted him to change it. Like, I didn't want this to be another Empire Strikes Back. So I went into this not reading any fan theories, not having any expectations other than not worried about it, about to go in this Star Wars movie and fucking love it, probably cry and shit when I see Carrie Fisher. Like, that's what I expected. 
Here's what I liked. So, so here's here's what I liked. Um, I liked some of the humor, not all of it. Like when Ray fucking shut, like cuts that fucking stone in half and it falls on those people. That shit was funny. When Luke trolls her a little bit, a little cheesy, but kind of funny. Okay. Uh, when Yoda trolls Luke, even though Yoda looked wrong, I'll get into that in a second. Kind of funny. So there was some humor that I really liked. Um, some of the cinematography I thought was absolutely phenomenal. That scene where the ship um, is um, hyperspaced into the other ships, he did that so well, like that moment of silence, and that was really, really good. The Force powers didn't bother me. Um, the scene with Leia, while a little cheesy, she's a goddamn Skywalker, and she's got Force powers, so I think it's awesome that we got to see them. That made me really happy. What else made me really happy? That might be it. That might be all the things that made me happy. <laughs> that might, you know, I mean, it was a great decent list. No, uh, you know, it was. So those are some of the things that you know, like I really enjoyed. Here's my problem with the movie. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't mind in the opening scene that Poe Dameron was Poe Dameron. I didn't. That's how he kind of started off with Kylo Ren. My right. problem was though that the first order in this movie did not feel scary. They felt overpowered. And that's if if they're supposed to be taking the place of the Empire, they're not they don't feel like it. They were scarier to me in The Force Awakens. They were scarier to me in the book Bloodlines. And they were only hinted in that book. It was kind of it's a really you guys should read it. It's a really great setup to kind of all of this. Um, but the way Hux responded to Dameron, it was like Ryan Johnson just wanted to make fun of him. And it was a little jarring, and Zod's right. From that moment on, he's no longer a scary character to me. Now he's just this guy who, like, got trolled by Poe Dameron, and he went over the top. And, you know, and, and kind of, some of the scenes with him and Kylo Ren were funny, like when Kylo Ren just, he's talking, and Kylo Ren just fucking force smacks him into the side of the at-at. That was amazing. It was a great scene. But he's not, so if you were, if they were going for that relationship that Vader had with Tarkin, with Kylo Ren and Hux... That's gone now. That's that's never going to be even kind of remotely a relationship like that because you ruined it. You killed it. Um, I liked Rose. I liked Finn, but I feel like that plot was completely useless. It was it was I didn't care about it. And I remember as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, my God, Luke and Ray are over here doing this kind of awesome stuff. And that's where I want to be. And I'm just not invested in what they're doing. It's not the characters I didn't like. It was the whole plot. And then to make me, quote, unquote, suffer, and I use that, I know it's kind of a strong word, through all of that, just to have it be a plot that was pointless anyway for reasons that, as a writer, I still don't understand. Like, did y'all like, whatever. Um, it just felt like wasted time that could have been spent, that could have been spent with what I think was the biggest misstep of the movie that's driving me crazy, and it is the handling of Luke Skywalker. Look, I like that he did that whole kind of, I kind of think of it like as a form of battle meditation at the end. And that's been hinted at the Star Wars universe before when he kind of projected himself onto the to the battlefield like that. So I have no problem with that. I can buy that Luke Skywalker was so torn up over losing his his nephew and losing the Jedi Temple that he set himself into exile. I can buy that he read his own fan mail, and that's one of the reasons why that he, you know, did the things he did, did because, like I told Zod, like, they're Skywalkers. They're emo. They really are. They've been emo forever. Even though we've watched them grown up, these are emo, arrogant characters that have grown into maturity, but when you fuck up, it's very easy to fall on bad habits. So I can buy all of this about Luke. I can buy where he is. I can buy, like, why he's such a curmudgeon. However... You did not take me on a journey from where Luke was at, 
at the end of Return of the Jedi to where he is now. And for me, you made him a genuinely unlikable character. Not a Sith, not a Jedi, not a gray Jedi, but just a pretty much a douchebag. That's how I felt about Luke Skywalker in this movie, and it really bothers me. Luke says that one of the reasons why he was so messed up over Kylo Ren was because he was he was in his tent and he Kylo was sleeping and he gets into his head and he sees all this darkness in Kylo Ren and he sees that Snoke has has got him and there's nothing that he can do. And he has this one moment of weakness where he turns on his lightsaber and he's almost going to kill his own nephew. You've got to explore that. I need to see what Luke sees because right now I do not see Kylo Ren as this person. You have not shown me this version of Kylo Ren. While he did kill Snoke and want to be all dark side, he's still conflicted. And we see that in his interactions with Leia. So all this darkness that Luke sees, you did not show me. And that is a huge misstep because now I don't understand why the most optimistic guy in the universe, the dude who faced down Darth Vader, was so conflicted over Kylo freaking Ren. So in that moment, when you did not tell that story, everything else Luke does makes no sense to me. And he is just a douchebag on an island who got mad about what he wasn't able to do and said, fuck you, Han, fuck you, Leia, fuck the galaxy, I don't care, here I am. And that, it, I can forgive everything else in this movie for some reason y'all still don't know what to do with captain phasma that's blowing my mind like i don't understand that i hate that she's just such a throwaway character because there was so much potential there but i can forgive all of that if you just tell luke skywalker's story right and i don't think ryan johnson did that so that is my biggest problem with the force awakens excuse me last jedi there you go i was about to say wait a second I think uh so. I think so. yeah Alright, no, I'd say it's a, it's a true review, so, I mean, out of 1 through 10, what would you give it? Oh, it's hard. If I go, okay, so when I did a 1 through 5, I gave it a 2, because I was that mad about it. Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't mad. I was mad. The more I talked about it, the mad. Because there were so many, there were so many good moments and places where I liked what Ryan Johnson was trying to do, and then it literally just felt like a rough draft. It didn't feel like a poly, it felt like the first time you write something. And then I, I, I do. I, I expected more from him. I really did. I expected well, a lot more. I feel like we did not get the best of his writing. When, we, when we're done with uh, each individual reviews, you and I are going to get into a little bit of a debate because i got some points and counterpoints. Uh, I'm ready for, for you. For that. I'm ready uh, for you. Now, next on the review list here, let's go to Mr. Johnny Alpha, who I'm sure is uh, sitting uh, tight here, uh, wanting to uh, give us two cents. Go ahead, Johnny. Oh, yeah, man. Um, so, um, coming uh, into the Jedi Sleeps tonight, you know, I didn't watch anything about it. Um, I, I saw the original teaser, and then I saw the pictures you made us watch. And to tell you the truth, I actually wasn't looking forward to this film at all. I don't know why. I just, I'm really angry with Disney and Marvel for mostly comic reasons, but that's besides the point. And, you know, I, I, I can I, I really see a lot of the stuff that Zod and Crystal talked about, like the beginning of the film it really seemed like it was just trying to make memes. And I I was a little put off and it was it, it, it is a polarizing movie. It, it's amazing how a simple, goofy sci fi movie has has become like this, like it's almost as heated as talking about political shit right now. So it's kind of funny to me on that level. But um then the second half of the film hit, and 
I just got into it, man. I I really like the idea that this is a film that takes a hero story where we never see it in films. We see it in comics, but we never see something addressed that failure, fucking up, shitting the bed is something that is so important to getting you to being what you need to be and yes. and just achieving it. And I, I yes. found that that was completely awesome. And while I will agree, Benicio Del Toro was misused like a motherfucker and he did not need to be in this movie. I like the subplot with Rose and um, Finn because it really tied into that whole theme of you got to fall down to pick yourself back up. It's, it's, it's like, dude. Let me interject real quick, and I know this is your review, but it, that's a brilliant statement you just made, and I, I just wanted to like, say one thing that adds to it. It not only happens with with that character. If you look at the movie, it happens throughout the movie with Luke failure and redemption. It happens again with uh, with uh, Rose and Finn and uh, and DJ Benicio uh, del Toro's character. Uh, all, all the characters with had it. Um, Poe po, did it. Um, that, yeah, well, he fucks up in the beginning. I mean, every single one of these characters goes through that you know point where they mess up, and it's clear they mess up, and then they have to figure out a way of you know making themselves better at the end of the movie, and that's how they become you know the great leaders they're going to go on to become. Oh, great point, by the way. Excellent. And yeah, it, that that really just kind of really impressed me because you you never you never get to see that plot point played out and and so wonderfully and like you said like they they do they they take it to the extreme and basically everybody learns that um they gotta they gotta fall down to come back up and when they do they're going to be better and stronger and they're going to kick that ass. Um, another thing that I really loved is. They blew all those gay, lame fan theories right out of the water. All that shit about, oh, she's got to be a Kenobi or a Skywalker. I love, I fucking love that they made her parents nothing, nobody. That That is perfect for me. I didn't want a Kenobi. I didn't want some stupid thing to make somebody's little blog feel special and like they had it nailed. I I, I liked that this movie completely, like, read everything anybody said on the internet and they're like okay we're gonna kind of act like we're gonna do that and then we're just gonna just drop pull the rug out right out from underneath you that was kind of cool because um force awakens it played it way safe that movie didn't do anything ballsy it's a wonderful film i love it but it it dropped the ball in a lot of places as did this film this film's not perfect not by a long stretch it's it's not even one of the best Star Wars films, in my opinion, but it sure as hell ain't, doesn't deserve some of the bashing it's getting. But um, I just really liked some of the things they did. I, I didn't care about Snoke. I didn't care who he was. It wasn't important to me. And I like that going forward, this movie's going to be about Kylo and Rey. It's going to be about the future. It's about letting go. It's about Star Wars moving forward. Isn't that what the fans were bitching about with the past two films? It's too much like everything we've seen before. I don't want to see this again. Well, you're not going to. And that brings me to my last point of the film. This thing is probably the most visually unique Star Wars film ever. The locations are completely different than anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, the casino could have been cut out. It wasn't completely the most neatest thing, but... We've never seen it in a Star Wars film before. And the new animals, those were incredible. We didn't it wasn't just sand, snow, and trees. They they really tried to show us new environments. They showed us new color palettes with all the red. It it was just visually visually different and thematically different than anything we've seen before. And I at least gotta give them props for that. So it gets a 
I'll give it a seven out of ten. Very nice, very nice. And you know what? In, in, in those scenes, uh, the casino scenes and stuff like that, to me, it almost connects to prequels because it has that almost that feel and that vibe of cleanliness. You know, like futuristic look to him. Well, well, uh, I mean, Luke did make reference to the prequels, though. Remember, he right. actually mentioned Dark Sidious. He mentioned other. He mentioned stuff yep. from the prequel. So it kind of. So I could see how they were trying to tie it in yep. a little bit. Jason Justice, my friend, you're next on the uh, wheel here. Uh, you want to give us your review on the uh, the Last Jedi? Um, it's okay. I didn't have to pay for it, which that's was the great. best part right there. Yeah, that's great. It was uh, absolutely free. Um, the only thing I'm gonna say is this: uh, whatever story, characters were okay. Uh, the only thing I liked was the fucking fight scenes, like the battle scenes. When Holdo kills the entire freaking fleet, that was fantastic. I think it's one of that the best was, battle scenes. Yep. I think it's one of the best space battle scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Because I was literally sitting down like, oh my god, he's going to kill everybody. No, he's like, he can't kill everybody. Oh shit, he just killed everybody. That kind of stuff. Um, I like that they brought back, you know, they have some of the old characters. The new characters, whatever. They didn't develop some of them at all. Some of them were just there just so you can hear a name that you know. Oh, I know that name. Oh, I heard the, I, I read the lore. I know that name. And then nothing. And like everybody said, the stupid what? Uh, the, 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 was it the, the casino scene or whatever? Whatever the hell that was. Garbage. Useless. Didn't help me at all understand anything. Nothing. I do I'm agree with the, I'm be point. the I'm, I think I'm going to be the only one that defends that scene. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, I've, I will agree that, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was entertaining. I went with a person who'd never seen any Star Wars movies in their entire life, and she liked it. She thought it was entertaining. She didn't understand crap what was going on, but it was all right. Other than that, like, I'm glad I didn't spend my money for it. That's all I can tell you. Because I didn't want, that would have, I would, I would have been very mad if I would have spent money for that. Especially the people that waited, like, they got in line, and the people that were in line when I got there, and the people that got turned back because they did, oh, you should have bought your tickets before, whatever. I don't care. I just glad I didn't have to pay for it. Other than that, it's entertaining. Like, if somebody so, asked me, hey, should I watch it? I'd be like, yeah, watch it. I don't so I'm, gather, I'm gathering from your uh, review that it was entertaining. You're happy you didn't pay for it, and you're you're rather of a frugal person. Yeah, ah, that's cool. All right. All right, that's a good that's a good review. So one out of ten. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I was gonna give it a seven point five, but the Russian dude sitting behind me says six. <laughs> you got a Russian guy behind you? That's creepy. That'd be- that's kind Don't of worry about that. Mm-hmm. What was was his name Drago? <laughs> no. Did he did he threaten to break you? If you didn't know he has one of the, he has one of the most Russian names you ever hear. Uh, Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. Sasha. Well, yes. Was it followed by Born Corn Born or something? Like that? No. <laughs> Sasha yeah, Born Corn. Movies. Movie is the movie. And I watched it, so there. 
I just remembered. I didn't. I just realized. I didn't give you guys my numeric review of the movie. Oh, okay. Well, you give <laughs> I just totally forgot. Out of ten, I, I give it. I give it a three out of ten. Wow. All right. Let, let me go into my review now. <clears throat> now, one thing I was hoping would not happen was I, I was. Uh, hoping that this didn't start literally right with the uh, Force Awakens ends, ends, you know, at the very end where Luke reveals himself. I was hoping they didn't just start shot by shot right there. That there was actually a space shot, like you know, traditionally in Star Wars that we've always had. Because I was, I was a little worried they might get away from you know doing that. As in Rogue One, they didn't have the space crawl, you know, like of, of the opening title sequence. So they kind of are getting away from doing some of the traditional stuff. So I'm happy that they started off traditionally with a shot of space, and and then they and I love that sequence where they're shooting all the way down to the planet, and you and you're zooming into the spaceships. I mean, I thought that was beautifully uh, well done. Um, I love, you know, a lot of aspects of this movie. I didn't love every single thing in this movie. And I'm not going to gloat about every single aspect that, you know, was beautifully done or worked perfectly. But there's some things in this movie that people are critiquing that are kind of boggling the mind. Because I'm like, people complained of, you know, one of the main things they complained about with, with The Force Awakens was that it was too much like A New Hope. That it was too much like the, the original movies. Well, here's this movie that tried to be different. This is a movie that actually went out of its way to do things differently than the original trilogy or the prequels while still having that Star Wars feel and giving you a, uh, you know, a, a way into a path into a new direction for these characters. And yet people are saying now, well, it's too different from, uh, from Star Wars. You know, it should be more like the originals. Uh, that, that in itself is, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, for one, the Grant Johnson painted a beautiful picture when it comes to the cinematography of this movie. While I did have some issues with some of the shots, which uh, came off of, there's a, few, there's a couple of shots that look a little bit amateurish, uh, where it kind of looked like sci-fi channel material. Uh, but that's just, you know, here and there, one or two shots. For the most part, the cinematography is phenomenal in this thing. The casino sequence, which is highly debated, a lot of folks are saying it's not a needed scene. Um, here's the, the point of that scene. Does anybody understand why they were sent on that mission? Anybody? Absolutely. They were sent there because they had to go get the code breaker so they could try right. to stop the First Order from tracking their ship through hyperspace. Okay, okay, so no, who, now who sent them on that mission? Who was the, the, the hotheads who said, we have to do this? It was Poe. It, well, it was, it was Finn's and Rose's idea, and then Poe gave them the okay, so they went off to do it, right? It was all the hotheads, right. absolutely. Exactly, which is a lesson learned that you know shouldn't rush into kind of these uh, sort of missions because look, you wasted time. We're going to debate that you, when you're done. You, 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 exactly, that's part of the. the, the when I said earlier, we're going to have a nice, lively debate, you and I. That's part of it uh, because I, yeah, I knew you were going to, you know, have a, a comeback <laughs> for me on that one. Uh, but listen, you know, this is part of, of like their understanding of you, you know how to become you know, the, the next step in their evolution as a character and how to actually evolve as a character and how to become that leader that they were meant to be. Poe is a hothead, and we, we learned that from the beginning, but he's a badass. Now, him becoming a leader and Leia trying to teach him to be a leader, you know, you see that character development. So for anybody who says there's no character development in this movie, that's a joke because there's tons of it in the, in the film. Uh, and it's 
beautifully done with subtle things like that. Plus, you know, we get other other things which we've been asking ourselves for 30 years now uh, as fans. Does Leia have any Force sensibilities? Does she show any powers in the Force? Yeah, now we kind of know that she does. Not only that, I'm sure she didn't learn that trick on her own. I'm pretty sure Luke taught her that. So that that's something else that we kind of like now could say, well, you know, we have that answer. Yes, she is Force-sensitive. Yes, she can use the Force. She saved herself from dying in outer space by using the Force. And I'll tell you what, I don't, I'm not the only one in theaters with a little tear coming down my eye. I looked around, there was a lot of grown men with, you know, all of a sudden, like, they looked like they were peeling onions. Because they were crying. That brought tears to a lot of people's eyes. It was a beautifully shot scene. I think, you know, even though I would, I will say this, if they would have gone back and done some reshoots and had her die in space in that sequence, it would have been a beautiful send-off to Princess Leia. And then you could have, like, maybe rewrote and have Luke not die at the end or whatever. Well, one, one thing I didn't... But... Go ahead. One, one, thing, one thing I didn't get, though, I, I would have thought it would have been um, a little more interesting, is if they would have reshot to where she did what Laura Dern did instead of having Laura Dern die, since Laura Dern can return to do other movies without it being a CGI puppet. Yeah, but nobody, yeah, but nobody counted it. Can't. Nobody I, don't know, counted. I didn't understand why... The, Nobody counted enough for Carrie Fisher dying, dude. So, I mean, it's not like you go, oh, let's go reshots and uh, bring Carrie Fisher back from the dead for about two weeks so we can reshoot this. You know, you can't do that. And uh, uh, after the uh, the bad press they got with Rogue One and using the uh, CGI character of uh, Princess Leia there and General Tark, or, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin, and, you know, there's a little bit of bad, you know, backlash from that. Uh, I think Disney kind of, like, are standing back from using that kind of CGI full, you know, blast again. Uh, so that's why even in the next one, they already, they already said they're not going to use the CGI layer. I don't know how they're going to write that, um, because the next one was supposed to be her movie. Like, that was her big send-off, was going to be episode 9. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to do that now. Um, now, let's just say... Let's let me continue here, but and uh, we'll debate that later when we are on open debate. Um, let me see what else I liked of the, of the movie. Uh, Ray's training, I thought was uh, was well done. I thought Luke, he completely owned that entire sequence. Uh, uh, everything uh, that happened, you know, Ray was one of the things that actually had a little bit of a nitpick in the movie on was her performance. Uh, uh, Daisy Ridley. I thought she was a little bit wooden in this one, as compared to The Force Awakens. Um, her performance didn't carry over as well. And uh, while Luke was phenomenal in the training sequences and like the, the the depth that he had as a character and the emotions that he had as a character, Ray at times didn't. F- I didn't feel like she was there with him. Like you could tell that she, you know, she's still kind of new at acting. There's just a little bit of a limitation to her skills, uh, but Luke himself nails it. And there's a there's a a, a scene in the film um, that shows one event from two different angles. And this is the the whole that goes all the way back to A New Hope when uh, Obi Wan Kenobi tells Luke, you know, things are seen from a certain point of view. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We're talking about when Ben turns around and he sees Luke with a lightsaber. One point of view, we see Ben thinks, oh, Luke is going to kill me. And you see his face as he has a lightsaber over his his head. And it makes it look like Ben is the innocent victim. Right? And they're both telling the same exact story. 
But then when Luke tells the story, Luke tells the story as he thought about killing him. He was about to put down his lightsaber when Ben turns around. Ben thinks he's going to kill him, so he ignites his lightsaber and goes at Luke. And Luke is trying to tell him, no, Ben, stand down, I'm not going to hurt you. And then all of a sudden it's like a misunderstanding that starts the fight. So if you look at that one scene, a misunderstanding that seen from two different points of view starts a conflict that ends the New Jedi Temple, which is the reason why Luke is so defeated and deflated at the end of, of this whole thing, because his actions, his failure, is what leads to the New Jedi's all being slaughtered and killed by his nephew. And it's what gives his nephew to Snoke at the end of the day. It gives him to the dark side. His own failure as a Jedi Master, which is why he goes to that island to die. He went to this for the same reason why Yoda left Dagobah to die, because he felt that he failed the Jedis. You know, Yoda had no mission at Dagobah. It's not like he went there to, like, you know, look after one of the, you know, Skywalker babies. He was teaching you know, frogs how to sing. Exactly. I mean, Kenobi was doing that in Tatooine. Yoda was just sitting there, you know, you know, raising Kermit. That's what he was doing. I mean, they was doing nothing else. So, you know, Yoda's mission ended after Revenge of the Sith. He went there to die because he knew that he failed as the Jedi Master. Luke had the same experience. He failed as a Jedi Master. He went to the island to die. He says it. He went there to die. And that's what happens at the end, whether you know, they keep it that way or not. We don't know yet. Um, I have a, a, a theory in my head that uh, in the end of the movie, he doesn't actually die. What happens is he is taken by the Force to heal. And they might uh, turn that into in the next one day. He comes back in physical form, healed by the Force. And that's the way you can kind of give the story arc a little he's bit longer. Jedi Jesus! No, he's Jedi Gandalf. <laughs> he's going to show back up as Luke Skywalker the White. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Something, something crazy like that. Yeah, that'll work. And you do something like that, and then you extend that story arc a little bit, because you're going to have to do that. You don't have Princess Leia anymore, or General Leia, to have that story arc. So, I mean, that I think that's a route they're going to go to. I think J.J. Abrams being the writer-director, well, along with Chris Terrio, who I don't know why they picked him, but, um, you know, J.J. Abrams, I think, will bring this home. And I think he loves... I think, look, J.J. Abrams made a couple mistakes in uh, The Force Awakens. He knows that. And part of that was, uh, you, know, you know, not having Luke in the movie as much as he should have. Uh, because, you know, one sequence for like two seconds. So come on, seriously. That's, you know, it's Luke Skywalker. So I think if he gets the chance to bring him into this movie again and have some kind of a twist like that, I think he'll do it. I think he'll go full out and, and go for it. And, and, and it'll allow him to continue the training of Ray under Luke for at least another another film. And look, this, you know, also this will go against anything that's been done before in Star Wars. So it'll be something fresh or something new. The way he dies, you know, if he dies, uh, well, you know, yeah, that feels rehatched. This will give it kind of like a fresh, you know, you know, little, you know, little, little bit of a, a breath of fresh air because it'll be a completely different way of of looking at the storyline. Because again, yeah, the way he died in uh, the Last Jedi was kind of well, we've seen that before. You know, Obi Wan died that same way where he gave himself to the Force in A New Hope, and uh, Yoda died the same way in, in Return of the Jedi where he just you know turns to nothing. So Luke doing it the same way, it's kind of like well, we've seen that before. So this would be a nice way to at least you know avoid that. But back to the Last Jedi, the you know, the the duels uh, were excellent. Um, I will agree 
they completely mishandled Snoke. Um, that's the one story arc in the entire thing that I think uh, could have been handled better, and they completely uh, botched that up. Um, hopefully, going forward, there's a little bit of a resolution as to why that happened, uh, and, I, and I'm not mad at it as to how they killed him, and, and this is the reason why. While I think that this character was botched, I am open-minded to seeing what they do next because this is a part of a trilogy. And you cannot, you know, criticize this movie that much when you don't know what the continuing storyline is going to be and where the end game is. And yeah, we don't know that. People, ha- people hated Empire when it came out. Exactly. It only became, a, yeah. it only became the fan favorite after the trilogy was all over. And remember, Empire ended up on a very bad note where the heroes were, you know, at a despair. Uh, the bad guys had taken, you know, the upper hand. Uh, things were just going bad for for the good guys. Here, you know, it's kind of the same thing, but there's a slight dim of hope at the end of the movie. And uh, that hope was given by Luke Skywalker in his confrontation with Kylo Ren that gave the uh, the Resistance the, uh, the time they needed to escape. So, I mean, that hope... Is still there for the for the for the resistance, and their fight against Kylo Ren, which we know now is a split individual. We don't know if he's good or bad, where he's going. I mean, he, you know, he wants to be bad, but at the same time, he's conflicted. So, I mean, that's going to make it even more interesting. And you know what? He uh, to me, Kylo Ren is more interesting of a character than even Darth Vader was in a sense. Yeah, no, because that's that's one thing I forgot to say in my review too. He is the best Star Wars villain. Yeah, so that's far. <laughs> but, and, and, and I'm not, look, I'm not saying as a villain, because I still look at Vader as the ultimate badass. To me, Vader is still the ultimate, you know, greatest villain cinematically we've ever seen. But when it comes to the depth of the character, when it comes to, like, the makeup of, like, who this person is, Kylo Ren is the best written villain Star Wars has ever had. Kylo yeah. Ren is just jo- What the fuck kind of shit is coming out of your mouth right now? He's just, he Joffrey, <laughs> he's just Joffrey from Game of Thrones without a British accent. That's all he is. Kind I mean, of is. I kind of have I don't, to. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, watch, Ga- no. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Anakin Skywalker was as conflicted as Kylo Ren is, but did a better job at it. And it, Kylo Ren is a what? Kylo Ren no. is a teenager. Now, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, hey. Who's, re- who's reviewer is this? Hold on, who's reviewer is this? Who is throwing re- a temper tantrum? Who's who reviewer is this? We're not, we're not that, we're not that part of the show. Hold on, we're not that part of the show yet. Relax, relax. Come down. I apologize. Come down. That, that comes later. Relax. Now, continuing my rant here before I, uh, I finish. Can I finish? Okay. One thing I one thing I loved also just to uh, move from anything negative is uh, the the uh, misdirection in the uh, trailers compared to what we see in the movie with the porgs and the little funny animals and all this crap. They were they turned out to be nothing but cutesy little things that just were quickly in the movie. They weren't anything special. Uh, I like that. Uh, you know, I think the, you know, they do that just to you know give us a little something in the trailers, but not enough so they don't you know like show us too Sell much. Sell toys. And that too, uh, but yeah, I am buying any porn. Yeah, Star Wars has never shit. done that before. They never sold toys. Yeah, never made shit to sell toys. That's, but that's, no, that's but the thing is, the thing is, when when I watch that movie, I'm like, damn, there's so much in here that I I didn't see in the trailers, which is awesome. I love that. I love the fact that there's a lot in the film, and a lot of and some of the stuff that we did see in the film that was in the trailers happened in the first 25 minutes of the movie. 
So a lot of the stuff that happened in this film, we had no clue of, and I had no clue of. So I love the fact that I went in and I saw a movie that I really did not know that it was going to shape up like this. Um, Captain Phasma was Boba Fetted, uh, or Django Fetted, or whatever <laughs> Fetted, uh, you want to call it. Uh, you know, her character was a throwaway character to begin with. Uh, I like the fact that Finn kicked her ass and that was the end of it. Uh, hopefully she doesn't come back in the next one, and that's the end of uh, Phasma. Um, I do like Finn in, the, in Rose's story arc. I think they, they're cute together. I think I think they're going to end up probably hooking up, and Poe and Ray are going to probably end up hooking up, and they're going to be like a, a little bit of a of a love spark there between the four of them. Maybe they'll get together and they'll have a force. Them. Hey, who knows? Uh, it's, uh, it's a galaxy far, far away, you know? Things happen. Uh, maybe that'll be the next one. Episode 9, The Love Triangle. Right? Me, love Square. There's four of them now. There you love go. Square. Well, Love Square, that's true. Well, nah, you, you, nah, you gotta throw, you gotta throw Kylo in there. He's gotta get some yeah, too. No. Yeah, Kylo, no, Kylo, Kylo, you know Kylo be thinking about Ray. He was like, he's all emo stalker boy, you know what I mean? He's yeah, definitely Ky- like, Kylo's Skyping watching her through a window. Kylo's Skyping <laughs> in just like, he, he's Skype viewing her. Like, she doesn't even know he's doing it, but Skype. he's like, be- He's Skype viewer. He's Skype. He's for Skype viewing like beating off. He's more like Skype um, chat rouletting her, <laughs> knowing that guy's just. Yeah, that's been what got the blanket doing. over his jug, just away at it, man. He looks like the type. Now here's an interesting uh, theory that just came to mind. What if uh, him and Ray are meant to get together to uh, give a uh, reincarnation to Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, I threw him in my mouth again. <laughs> yeah, no. Ka- yeah, Jim baby. Christensen doesn't need a job, man. He's doing straight-to-video movies with Bruce Willis. He's fine. Come on, man. You don't, you don't want another uh, trilogy with Hayden Christian? No? no. no if she could be Christian mean to Kylo Ren, I could be mean to Hayden Christensen. It's that, it's fair. That is fair. That is fair. I, the, oh, one thing I loved, by the way, and, and this kind of like you know brings it all the way home to me, and... Uh, uh, this is something going forward in, in any other Star Wars trilogies, and especially since uh, Ryan Johnson's going to do his own separate trilogy now. And, you know, they're going to do spin-off movies and all kinds of stuff in the future. But uh, there's a scene at the end of this movie with the little kids where one of them shows that he's Force-sensitive, and he's like a little slave kid on, on the casino planet. That sequence, you know, while it's very slight and very quick, was beautifully shot. Uh, to me, like that, that's the next Luke Skywalker. That's the next hero of the galaxy in his own storyline, you know, which shows that the Force is a, it could be an anybody, and, and that's a, a beautiful thing to think of. That there's so many stories within this universe that they can still tell, and you know, it's an endless amount of, of storylines and heroes and and things that are that are just going to always be there, and um, you know, hopefully, maybe that is a storyline for Ryan Johnson to tell that kid's story in the future. Uh, but I thought that was neat, and it gave me kind of like, it gave me the feels like when I first saw A New Hope, you know, as a kid, and seeing Luke, you know, have, uh, you know, was, you know just standing there in front of the twin sons and, and whatnot, with the Star Wars theme blurring up. Uh, you know, there's little things like that that I really loved in this movie, you know, little key nods, uh, to things like that. Uh, the racetrack scene, I thought was really cool also, reminded me a little bit of the, uh, Phantom Menace, uh, pod racing sequence, uh, just very little. Uh, so I, I kind of thought that was kind of neat. Um, you know, overall, I man, I really liked the movie a lot. I, I, w- I would say it's not the perfect Star Wars movie, uh, but as a middle piece to a trilogy, I thought it did exactly what it needed to do. It developed characters, I thought, brilliantly. 
It gets you from, you know, point B to point C. Now getting you ready for the next one. Uh, it takes you to a, a whole different path that you weren't expecting to be on, uh, which I thought that's better than what, you know, what a lot of folks were expecting. A lot of folks thought this was going to be almost a beat-to-beat copy to Empire Strikes Back. So just the fact that they didn't do that, I think it's it's definitely what I expected. Uh, right, what I, I mean, expected. so I mean that's why I think it's a step in the right direction where Ryan Johnson didn't do that, and he uh, he made things a little controversial, so people like John Ryder can bitch and be like, "Hey, man, I didn't want that for the character," because you know that's really what's going on here. It's you didn't get exactly exactly what you wanted, so you're upset because it didn't go the way you wanted. Hey, I, look, I thought. Ray was going to be a Kenobi right off the bat, or a Skywalker, or something like that. The fact that they didn't announce that right off the bat doesn't bother me because, again, this is the middle part of the trilogy. For all we know, she it could she, still be her parents. Could she be, could still be. They could be Ben Kenobi's junkie kids that never knew they had Force, and they passed it off to a kid that um you know didn't know her parents. Yeah, just were you know, like, passing off the Force like it's the flu. That's cool. No, I mean, well, that works, right? <laughs> no, if, if, if Luke, even and Luke, the, even even Luke, the most powerful kid, then why couldn't another um, Jedi? That may, no, like, he, I, he, I, he, 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 powerful kid. I haven't seen that yet, but okay. Here's your <laughs> thing, they though. keep telling me he is, but I'm, I've yet to see it. Well, but it's he, what's written in the movie. Like they haven't really shown it. I agree, but um, he was able to trick Snooky, who could pull everybody around. And but we don't know a lot about Snooky, so that doesn't really impress me. I don't, and yeah. I know. We'll I don't find know. out more. Maybe in the next one. But here's, here's the thing with with Ray. Like here's the thing with Ray and her parents. You know, we're told very little, so it's still very vague who her parents are. For I'm all okay we know, her... she's a nobody. I like that. I like I, that. I, I, that that would be great too. That, that would go could be whatever. Exactly. I mean, because the Skywalkers came out of nowhere too, right? They weren't like exactly. the lineage of anything. It was just all of a sudden. Here's Anakin. He's the chosen one. Well, he was fake Jesus. He didn't even have a dad. Like the yeah, but that's what we're told. Does to me that's exactly with the truth of who he was. It's just what we're told, because for all she knows, she could have been raped by, you know, one of her slave owners. She doesn't know what happened. She just said, she was like, I don't know, one day I was here, the next day I was pregnant. You know, shit, I don't know. That's, you know, basically was her story. She Maybe she was lying. Maybe she didn't know who the father was. You know, Shmi Skywalker I'm talking about. But as far as Rey is concerned, she can still be a Skywalker. She can still be a Kenobi. This can still be a storyline in the, in the future where they say, yeah, you know, her, her mom uh, married Luke. And uh, they had her, and Luke just kind of like you know when he went into exile, so many years have passed that he forgot, or he like you know he's been crazy, he's a crazy old man, and he, and he was maybe messing with her mind, or he didn't tell her that he was her dad yet because he was kind of messing with her mind, kind of like Obi Wan messed with his mind about his dad when he was a kid, you know. This well, he, he ways seemed around to generally not know who she was. He kept that. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like if he had even yeah, the slightest that, clue yeah, of but who and what she that, was, he wouldn't. I understand that, but that could be just him messing with her again like you know even obi-wan was like i don't remember owning any droids but yet he was messing with the droids all through the prequels so i mean that could be just, well he didn't know, actually him. own them but he did know them yeah well either way but the whole point is i mean we, we're still very vague on who her parents are but if it turns out that, that she is a character that her parents are, are nobodies that goes along with that kid at the end of the movie it goes along with that again what crystal said about you know anakin and what we said about you know they coming out of, you know these people coming out of nowhere that's what the jedis were that's what the, you know the force is it's in everything it's in everybody anybody can be a force sensitive user it's just who the force uses for that storyline 
And the, the whole point of, you know, the forces, it's not that the user is so powerful in the forces, the force chooses the user as a vehicle to be used. And that's, I think, the, the message here, that anybody could be the next hero. It's who the force chooses. It's not who chooses to be the hero of the force. So, I mean, that's a beautiful thought to, to look at it. Um, my review, you know, I, I give this movie about a solid 9.5 out of 10. Um, I liked a lot of this movie. The very little things that I had to nitpick on with Snoke, um, his storyline again, but I'm not really mad at the way they handle it because I'm going to wait till the next one to see the way they, they explain the story arc of why he was there to begin with. Because I'm pretty sure they have to, they have to find a way to wrap that storyline around. So, uh, but other than that, I loved just about every other thing in this movie. The beats were perfect the way it played out from the first act to the second act to the third act. It never dragged, uh, even though it was a 12 hour and like, what, 30 minute movie? It's the longest Star, Star Wars film. Uh, it still did not feel like it was a long movie. When the movie was over, I was like, man, I wanted a three hour cut of this thing. This, I could have set for another half hour or another hour to, of this movie. It was that good. Now, for a movie to be that good that it makes me want to see more of it, that tells you that I really enjoyed the film. So while it's not perfect, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's not my top Star Wars movie. That's still Empire Strikes Back. I don't think nothing's ever going to remove that uh, from there. Uh, but this is right up there with uh, The Force Awakens and uh, A New Hope. You know, it's uh, it's very close second or third. And uh, I'll debate anybody on that. Oh, we Rogue, debate. One, Rogue One was better. <laughs> Whoa. That's uh, that's fancy words right there. I don't know if I can. Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. good. Rogue One was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Rogue I agree. One didn't make Rogue, me, Rogue, Rogue One, one was make better. me feel like a battered wife. That's for sure. Yeah, Rogue One was way better. Rogue <laughs> One, <laughs> Rogue One's my number two. I mean, Rogue until they do yeah. something better. Return so of the Jedi is still work my work. favorite one. Who does number two work for? Oh, you're giving everybody else shit. You're gonna drop the Ewok bomb on us. Damn. You know what? Everybody always hates on that movie for the Ewoks. Get out of here. Get over it. I'm gonna rank you right up there with all these fanboys that are mad because Harry Sue. You like the Ewoks? Get out of here. I like the Pogs when Chewbacca's eating them. They look delicious. I'll tell you what. They really do. Not nice rotisserie. Maybe get some. Get some. Yeah, they were. They were rotisserie. Did they actually look like they were dipped really good? I mean, whoever cooked those, that was that was excellent. Hey, Chewie is a hell of a chef, dude. Chewie knows that Memphis dry rub style, man. He got them all prepped up. He got his birds ready, man. Get some potatoes with that. Chewie man, would, good. That is one really of the funniest good. things uh, I've ever seen in, this, in a Star Wars movie, by the way. That was hysterical. Like The way that the porgs looked at him were like, all sad and stuff. Like, See, and I love that, but I feel like it was time-wasted. It was time-wasted oh, in, 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 in parts second. of the story that we couldn't hit. Because, like, okay, so you said something, Jackal, and I totally am in agreement with you that it was a story about failure, and I like that, okay? That's not my beef. That's not my beef at all. But I don't understand why it's not driving anybody else crazy. Like, this is, like, blowing my mind the same way that I'm blowing your mind, Jackal. That nobody has any problem with the fact that Luke fucking Skywalker saw something so bad in Kylo Ren that he actually thought about killing him when he didn't feel that way about his father. Yet everybody he else did. in this movie. Time no, out. he did. Time out. Time out. Yet when everybody else in this movie sees that Kylo Ren is actually conflicted, but Luke didn't see it, and we don't see what Luke sees. So how can you justify any choice that Luke has made? 
Maybe they'll okay. show maybe they'll show Luke's, Luke's vision through Ray in the next film, and she'll. Uh, yeah, let's wait. Let's wait, wait two more that. years. You yeah. shouldn't have to wait for that. Not when this was about Luke's journey and why he got onto the island. And I know that Yoda. When, when, when was this movie supposed to be about Luke? Too. Hang on. I know that Yoda exiled himself too. Okay, but that was a completely different time. A completely different situation. B and three. Yoda didn't have the family that Luke had. No, he dude. didn't abandon. Like he literally abandons his sister and Han, people that he left Dogaba. He left his training to go and save. Like, this Luke to me doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't make any sense because Ryan Johnson did not tell his story, and that's driving me. I don't understand why. Ben I don't Kenobi understand why that was Yoda, the priority. But Ben Kenobi and Yoda both shit the bed in the same exact way that Luke did with Kylo Ren with Anakin, and they both pussyfooted away. Uh, but that that that's cool. But Luke can't do it because he's just following right. what he was taught. I mean, though, like, but we saw what happened. I don't see what Luke sees in Kylo see Ren. That I don't see it. I don't well, see what Luke, Luke yeah, said. He, he saw something well, so, so evil so, in so, Kylo Ren that Snoke had already gotten to him that he, the guy who beat Darth Vader, had lost all hope. So explain to me how we got this version of Luke. He okay. saw something really evil in his nephew that scared him. He tried to kill him, and it made a misunderstanding. And he pussyfooted away like Jedi's seem to do when they shit the bed. It, okay, it, here's, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you look at that sequence and follow along here, Luke looks uh, like maybe he had a drink or two. He looks a little tipsy. When you hear, when Kylo Ren tells it, hold yes. On. That was a yeah, really yeah. nice shot scene, by the way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. So Luke might have had a drink. He might have been thinking, man, Kylo, this kid, he's looking at the dark side of the things. And, and he's thinking to himself, this guy, uh, you know, like he's seeing like what he's going to do. Maybe he has a vision of like him bringing down the temple and killing the other Jedi is in training. And, and he's conflicted of like, you know, this is his nephew. What am I going to do with this kid? I already have to kill my dad. I don't want to have to kill my nephew. And then he goes into the room, and he had a drink or two, which is why Kylo tells Ray later on, hey, that's an alcoholic. Because, you know, Luke was uh, maybe a drinker at this point. You know, he's an old man. Old men are allowed to drink. So maybe well, he we know there. he likes to drink. We know he likes to drink from alien udders. We know that for sure. Yeah. So, so, so maybe he's oh no. So so maybe he's in there and he's like he has that moment where he ignites a lightsaber and you know he's thinking about it. But you know, being Luke Skywalker, he's like you know what I can't do it. It's my nephew. So he puts down the lightsaber and as he's about to like you know release the ignition no. and then turn it off. Hold that's when Ben on. turns around and Ben's like what. Motherfucker, you're gonna kill me! And he turns his lightsaber on, and then all shit breaks loose. And the vision that Luke had, and it followed me here, the vision that Luke had of Ben killing the, the Jedis in the Jedi Temple were caused by his own actions, which is what drives him crazy, and drives him to the point where, you know what, my own actions, my own mistake, is what caused him to eventually turn completely into what he did. So it was my fuck up, complete fuck up, not in his training, but in the fact that I went into the room drunk and I let him my lightsaber and in a misunderstanding, he turned to the dark side because he was already kind of turning and he said, you know what? My uncle is going to kill me. Fuck this. I'm going to kill him first. And he went at me and we fought. And you know what? He beat the shit out of me. He beat the shit out of all my Jedis. He killed every one of them because this dude is powerful as fuck. So I went into this island to figure out what the hell happened. How did I fuck up so badly, started reading a bunch of books and said, oh yeah, well, see this right here, this is where I fucked up, shouldn't have had that blue milk, 
That shit is intoxicating, man. It's, it's, it has a lot of alcohol. <laughs> it right fucks here. you up. So you should not use you lightsabers. Not you should not use lightsabers. Hold on. You should not we use lightsabers under blue Obi-Wan's milk. Obi-Wan's and Yoda's fuck up. There was no question that they fucked up with Anakin. We saw it. We don't see Luke's. And you I did. will never that's, forgive that, Ryan that, 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 duality, that, that, you, that, that you story. You keep telling me Kylo Ren is this horrible fucking person, and he's so dark. And Luke, the guy who didn't see darkness in Darth fucking Vader, who's so, a so thousand Chris, times more evil than Kylo no, Ren. No, he saw dark. He saw, he, he darkness, saw dark. But I never see it. I see a crystal. He saw the dark. And he saw the no. So, so Kylo he, needs a trilogy where he cries about sand. So you yeah, know pretty much. Why yeah. Evil. <laughs> At least one movie, you know why Anakin is conflicted. Anakin I never understood why Anakin was conflicted because what his character was wooden. Oh, get out of here! You knew that Anakin did what he did. <laughs> Anakin killed kids. Save his wife. Younglings, I still bro. don't Younglings. know what the fuck Kylo Ren's problem is. I don't know. I don't. He know wants to be like Vader. Emo boy. Some people are just evil. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Crystal, Christopher, give me a second. It was the sand. Guys, 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 hold on. Give me, give me a second. Hold on. Give me a second here. Give me a second here, real quick. Just to quote the greatest trilogy of all times, the Dark Knight trilogy. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people are just evil, and that's Kylo Ren. No, it isn't. No, Kylo Ren is just Kylo Ren is conflicted. He's not just evil. He would have killed Princess Leia if he was evil. He's not evil. He killed his father. He killed his father. He killed his own father in the Force Awakens for absolutely that, no reason. No, he killed he killed his no father reason. in the Force Awakens because no, we, he wanted begins, to yes. prove to Snoke that he had what it took to absolutely. be. I mean, he even says it. That scene that is guy. so beautiful. Yeah. I understand yeah, that. There's no character That's development, great. and we can't understand why he's evil. But they beautifully displayed that in the last film. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm getting mixed messages here. <laughs> oh, you're completely. not getting mixed messages. I how, know how? why. Completely. He's completely. Good, good call, everybody. Question. I don't know why he turned to the dark side. I don't know what is so evil in Kylo Ren that Luke Skywalker tried to kill him. Keep up, guys. He was he's seduced by Snoke. Snoke was seducing him for years, and Luke figured it out. And Snoke went yeah, to the room and had Snoke. We don't know nothing about Snoke either, so, you know. But we'll isn't find that out more about him later part on. of the story to tell, guys? Like, exactly. d- like, is that not important to show? Like, how he we he hates the- sand and that his girlfriend God, left him for another Jedi yeah. and... Okay. Yeah, we we needed a trilogy about about um Kylo's whining. I don't need a trilogy. I need a scene. I need you to take me on Luke's journey. If this is if you're going to send off the Skywalkers, this I is Ray's it. journey though. Luke had three movies already, homie. This but is yes. about him. To do this to the most beloved character in Star Wars history, and you've got two and a half hours. You can't give me thirty minutes to tell me why I went from Return of the Jedi Luke to douchebag Luke. Like well, for the real? last film, they didn't explain to us really why Things, they didn't tell you because their kid left. I mean, yes, lots of they did. did. They had Crystal, did you did you go on? Is it? Guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. Crystal, did you like go pee during like any time in this movie? Because nope. they explain to you why he goes douchebag, Luke. No, no, why he no, goes no, to I'm the exile completely. You can't tell me that. You need to show me that because the version they of showed Kylo it to you. That Luke they showed it to you. I'm misunderstanding. I'm misunderstanding between him and his nephew. That? How can you Crystal, say that Kylo Crystal, Ren is dark in one it, sense and in the next sentence say he's conflicted? Crystal, very simple. He, he, like Darth the, Vader was. 
Look, very, uh, hold on. Very simple. Look, first of all, they completely explain why Luke turns the way he does because a misunderstanding between him and his nephew no, no, completely stop, stop, turned stop, him right to the dark stop, side. Stop right there. I agree okay. with you about the misunderstanding. It is the moment before the misunderstanding. I am talking about what Luke Skywalker saw in Kylo Ren that made the guy, listen to me, he, that made okay, the and, guy and I explain who that saw, to you. Let me explain that to you. Who saw light in Darth Bucking Vader pull his lightsaber? What okay. did Luke see? Let me explain that to you, okay? What Luke sees is most likely going to end up being, and we don't know because there's going to be another, another movie that's probably going to explain more. Bullshit. Bullshit. But what, what most likely that he sees is the, what the events are that happens at that temple where he kills the, the other Jedi's, and he sees that he turns with, to, with Snoke. That's what he says. That Snoke got to him. Snoke turned him already at this point. He's ready. You know, he's ready. He's sold out to Snoke basically. So he sees that he's ready to turn to the dark side. There's no way to turn him back, and that's because he's ready killed all these uh, Jedi's that, that were under Luke. So he's seeing what's about to happen, but he, what he doesn't understand but is... That. is but, what he doesn't, but what he doesn't understand is that he is the cause of this action. That's what the movie is, is telling you. And that's why they show you the same sequence twice from two different point of views. Because the movie itself, without you know writing it out for you and spilling it out on the dashboard, it's telling you, listen, it's because of this misunderstanding that this kid goes to the dark side and then this uncle goes into exile. This is the reason it happens. It's this one sequence. That's why it's shown from two separate points of view. So you can see why there is a misunderstanding. From Ben's point of view, from Luke's point of view. And then you have to tell Ray, and then Ray has to figure out who the hell's telling the truth. Who's lying, who's just misunderstanding things, and she has to figure it out. She is the audience at that point. She is us. She is you. She is everybody's looking at this movie saying, well, who's lying and who's not lying? Whose point of view is accurate? You know, why did this happen? Why did these two go in their separate route? Because of a misunderstanding? Or was Luke really, you know, in there to kill him? You know, that's that's your question. But that no, is it's not the my answer. Question. You're still not answering it. That for that me is, is not the most important beat of that scene. It's not. But that is the answer. It's not. That's the answer. That's it's the answer not, to your that question. Is not yes. an answer. That is not an answer. You did That's not tell me what Luke saw. That is the You're talking about question. the moment after that. You're not talking about the moment that made Luke Skywalker pull his lightsaber on his nephew. You are making assumptions about what he saw, but we as the audience don't see it. Maybe it was that really is my nasty. Problem. I mean, like, we're talking about something that's so evil that made a guy uh, want to kill his nephew. That's Maybe it's something that right? don't... You've got to show that. It's Luke You don't want to see it. Skywalker. Maybe it was some Serbian film type stuff, and they can't put it in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay, oh, my can God. I, can I say something real quick? Before uh, please go ahead. interject between y'all talking, let me interject for one second. Has anybody ever given a thought, just for a second, that Luke saw his evil, but he also saw that he is the one that's going to bring balance to the Force for whatever good or bad that is, and he can't kill him because although he's evil, there is something that he must do that's going to bring balance to the Force. I'm okay with that. That's I'm it. okay with all That's of that. It. Look, I'm okay with Luke like being like the reason that all this happened. I love that. I love that it's kind of like his father, those parallels where the thing he saw and he tries to stop, that's why he turns to the dark side. I am fine with that. But we saw Anakin's vision. We know that he saw that Padme was going to die, and that was the thing that he was trying to vet, prevent, and that what's driving him, okay? I don't see that in this movie. 
That is so imp- that is such an important part to everything else, especially if you're going to keep telling me that Kylo Ren is so dark. He's so evil. He's so this. And then in two and a half hours, I don't see this version of Kylo Ren anywhere. That is a huge narrative problem for me. But Crystal, this is a this is a middle this is a middle part of a trilogy. They still have no, another movie stop, you get to stop. go. No, this no, yes. no not no. You have two. Whoa, and everybody, yes. calm down. Yes. Everybody, calm down, man. Let, Seriously, let, let Jason okay. talk. Jason's got something important to say. Jason, all right, hold ahead. on a second, everybody. You all love Jason's voice. All this stuff that they didn't tell that they didn't tell you this that they didn't tell you that. Listen, man. It's <laughs> really. By the way, by the way, by the way. They're, wait, not what, what can... the, they're not calling the movie The Next Jedi. Right. They're not calling it The Next Empire. They're calling right. it The Last Jedi. Okay? So they're telling you something right off the bat. Something's going to happen. The Force always has to be balanced. Always. At all times. Always has to be balanced, right? Force always has to have a balance. So him, them not telling you what he saw kind of brings you back to, wait a second. What if Luke is like, okay, I have to do what the Force states, which I have to bring. They have to be balanced. If I kill him now, there'll be no balance. I can't kill him now. I can't kill him. So he goes back to figure out what am I going to do? I, I He's evil. He's going to do all these bad things, but he must bring balance to the Force. So what am I going to do? He goes into exile. He, he still can figure out what the fuck is going on. Kylo, being a kid. He's still conflicted. He is the balance in the force. He is both good and evil. He is the light and the dark. You don't know what he's going to choose because they have to give you that. They have to make him not know himself. Because if you already know right off the bat, he's terribly evil. Oh, there's no Darth Vader. You don't know. And the only one who really knows is Luke because he saw it. But they don't tell you, because if they tell you, where the fuck is the next movie? Exactly. And maybe this Luke, is the maybe point. Luke, the po- pow, pow. And maybe yeah, Luke the point on this is the Red point on this evil, is. Right? Hold on, Red let him nail it. Let him nail it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let him nail it. Go ahead. The point on this is the balance. To me, I thought this movie was gonna end with both dying and the force going out into the universe. In other words, the balance to the fourth is the death of the people who can wield it so that the force is free. You understand? The force, the force is something they can't really understand, but they can harness it. So both of them dying and no one wielding the force releases it to everyone. I think so, that while I agree, well, I cannot agree, but I like what you're saying. I think you're making assumptions that the movie did not give us. Well, you are, you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah. You guys are I'm making not making it. I'm not on, make. That's my point. I'm not making any assumptions. I'm asking the story to tell itself. That's simply what I, all I'm like one scene, guys. Yeah, I just don't understand yeah. how you guys can accept this version of Luke. Luke was a glorified douchebag here. 
He wasn't, though. He wasn't. He wasn't. We don't know why. Like, he that's wasn't. Just, he, that's crazy. He wasn't a douchebag. He was bittered. He was beaten. He was, you know, just distraught. Whatever he learned from reading those books on the Jedi Temple, uh, I mean, that completely just it, it destroyed him and floored him. It showed what him that the Jedi's were wrong. I would love for Kylo. Go ahead, what it showed him that everything he knew was wrong to begin with. The Jedi's were wrong. Whatever he knew is what destroyed him. Whatever he knew about his, his nephew is what destroyed him. But the problem is we don't know what he knows. So we can't. Right. We, How am I supposed oh, to yeah, have an uh, opinion that okay, I, I don't have the whole This story. is a and middle even, part to a trilogy. You guys got to wait for the next the installment. Yeah. That's the problem. They killed Luke Skywalker. How do you, you, know you don't know die. that. You don't know that. They were going to kill off all the old characters so they can keep it evolving. It's passing the mantle on. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. I look, I'm well, no, obviously it, you're not. You guys no, are... <laughs> no my, Johnny, my problem is not what they did with Luke. It's how they did it. Hear me. I am fine with him being a curmudgeon. I'm fine with him reading this. Look, I'm fine with him saying that my nephew is the horriblest motherfucker in the galaxy and I was about to stab this bitch, but then I was like, oh shit, I can't. Like, I am fine with all this, but you don't show me what you don't even show me through Kylo Ren what Luke sees. Well, maybe you maybe don't we, show this to me. Well, let's go back to Jason's theory. Maybe he saw that he needed to make Kylo go evil, maybe he so did. that way he could be evil and good and bring the balance. Like maybe Jason that. I mean, within. I don't well, think so. Maybe we'll see that in the said, third. Maybe, maybe we'll see right. that. Maybe maybe, John, maybe he is, but I shouldn't have to wait a whole movie for this. Not if I should not have to wait. Well, but it's part of a trilogy. If, if it, they tell you everything in one movie, then what's the point of having another movie? <laughs> Come on. Really? Seriously. Okay. All right. You guys are purpose. That defeats the purpose. You know, like, that defeats the purpose. If they tell you, if they tell you, you missed them. You missed that. If they tell me that, if they tell me that, that Vader is Luke's father and a new hope, then what the hell am I watching Empire Strikes Back for? Hey, I'm a reader and I'm a I'm a reader and I'm a fan, and when I read a, a, a series of books, they leave off and they don't tell me everything I need to know before the next right. book comes out. Because then, when I get to that book, why would I need to buy it and read it if I knew every fucking thing? That you know, you know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Because I didn't need to know at the end of Force Awakens who Snoke was, whose Ray's parents were. I didn't need to know why Luke was on the island yet. I was fine with waiting for the next movie. That's okay. And at the end, and of now this we movie, got, we, I'm and then this one, waiting to find out, you know, what's going on with Ray. And in this one we got some more. In this one we got more answers. This movie should have been about Luke Skywalker passing the torch. And it was. And totally you, was. You missed a huge. For me, you missed no. a huge chunk of his story. You just missed it. You didn't tell it, and that, no. that's inexcusable to me. By the way, guys, we're joined by the one and only the great Alex 2.0, and uh, I'm sure he wants to get, you know get in on the conversation here, guys. Let's give him a chance uh, to give us his review on. The Last Jedi. Alex, welcome back to the roundtable, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be back. Guys, you guys have uh, have had an interesting conversation so far. Interesting is the least uh, that we could be fascinating said about what's been going on here tonight, for sure. Absolutely fascinating. fascinating. That's more like it, yes. Pow, pow. So what are your thoughts on uh, this uh, near masterpiece? Well, <laughs> in my opinion, I thought this movie was really uh, amazing. I thought the performances were really great, especially uh, the performance by James Franco as Tommy Wiseau uh, and, the, and the success artist. It was great. It's a great movie. It's my favorite movie of the year. 
I, I, dude, I honestly, when um, I found out at the end of this movie that Bruce Willis was dead it, the whole time. I mean, you tear it as a part, Lisa. Uh-huh, That's the best yeah. part of that whole movie, right there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Let's get serious here for a second. Oh, the Star Wars movie. Yes, that movie. Yeah, that, that not movie. the uh, uh, not the room. No, no, not the room. No, not the yeah, well, the room. You know that can create debates and stuff, you know. But hey, let's yeah. talk about Star Wars. Um, that, yeah, yeah, I'm that, gonna, I'm that other little that little independent movie that came out this week that's only grossed two hundred and twenty yeah. million dollars, twenty dollars or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, but that uh, I'm gonna have to side with Zod Rider and uh, Crystal on this Ooh. one, guys. Yeah, it's come to the dark so, side. It's you know yes. it, it does. I I didn't want to hate this movie. I was excited. You know I thought okay we're gonna get another another good Star Wars movie. They're gonna continue the story. We're gonna be satisfied. No problem. Ryan Johnson's a talented director. Looper was a great movie. But man, the the stuff they did is like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Why'd you do that? You know the casino. Like you guys already met, you already went over it. The Snoke. Dying the way he did, with no really explanation on his motivations. You know, we're just yeah. Again, we're just assuming they're gonna explain everything in episode nine. Uh, the casino scene went on for too long. That whole subplot with Finn and Rose, and the whole hacker thing went on for too long. It was kind of like pointless at the end too. So, why go through that? You know, the point of the hour film hour. was that heroes need to fail. I mean, you could have done that. Yeah. Better. Could've could've done that, minutes, that theme, but you could have done that so much better. Uh, but the, yep. I would say like it wasn't all bad. I mean, the stuff with Kylo and Rey was definitely the most interesting part of the movie, emotionally and uh, also entertaining. Uh, even the stuff with Luke, even though I do feel they did make him kind of into a douchebag, but so I didn't get that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean. Uh, it's just kind of like that. I'm more indifferent about, to be honest, than negative. But uh, it just could have been better, man. I, uh, I'm kind of speechless. You know, I was speechless after the movie ended. Like, wow, this is. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I, I had a feeling a lot of fans, uh, especially diehards of the original trilogy, uh, were going to have you know some issues with this movie because it, it was done by Ryan Johnson. And, uh, he is kind of an offbeat director. He does, you know, direct things a little bit differently. And there, like I said, there's certain, some things and some elements in this movie, which I kind of figured, especially as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I see where some people are going to have issues here or there. Uh, because if you're a traditionalist or if you're one of these fans that have a hard time letting go of a certain narrative that you like or, or if you see things going a certain way and you're like, you already have convinced in your mind that it should be a certain way and then it doesn't happen that way, you know, you, that angers you, and I, I saw that happening, you know, in some of the stuff here. But as a, you know, as a fan and an amateur filmmaker, which I want to, you know, that's my destiny in life to make films. I hope one day, um, you know, I, as a, you know, as a filmmaker, I, I look back and I, and I stand back and I'm like, okay, I see it's ballsy to take these kind of steps and to do these certain things, and uh, it's different than what we've had already before. And I, you know, I can admire that a little bit, a little bit differently than the average, you know, fan would see it. Uh, but you know, I'm not. I, I wasn't shocked by the uh, the actual fan reaction being mostly positive. I mean, that doesn't shock me either because there there is a lot of fans who wanted something a little bit different 
from you know the same beats uh, as you know the original trilogy because that's one of the main complaints that the Force Awakens got that it was too much like the original movie. Like the New Hope, there was a, it was it copied it too much, so I think that's one of the reasons why there's been a lot of, of you know positive uh, reactions to this movie. While I still you know saw the negative happening you know, as I'm watching the movie, I also saw that this is going to get rave reviews because it is different than anything we've seen before. At the same time, it still feels like Star Wars, and I mean I'm shocked that you know you guys really didn't like it as much as as I did, honestly. I am shocked you feel the way you feel. So we are we are at it. But you know what? It is kind of interesting. But it is kind of interesting that this is divided fans. So it's creating the. It is, yeah. It's kind of that makes the movie itself interesting, at least. Even though you, I didn't like it, or you liked it, you know, whatever. The the funny thing I noticed is people that claim claim to love Star Wars, be huge Star Wars fans, all seem to really dislike the film. uh, Jack will be in the wild card here, and actually, my friends that. Um, despise and go all red letter media and make fun of Star Wars on a regular basis. I'll seem to really enjoy this movie. It's kind of a crack up to me, but I, I see their point because I feel the same way. Um, in a in a way, I, I I didn't mind that um Disney just did the old movie over again because that's what Disney always does. I mean, look, they do Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast eight times, so <laughs> it, it, it 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 works for them. But I also really appreciate people that love memories, bro. You love member berries and you like yeah. Taco Bell, so let me talk. <laughs> remember Taco Bell? You remember? Remember the Chihuahua but, dog? But honestly, like, and Jason, can attest, and Jason can attest to this too. This this reminds me of being a metal fan because when you listen to metal bands and like they have this distinct sound and and you really like them, but then the band goes and like does this kind of real little proggy album that that does something a little different, and the fans just come out and hate it, but. The album before that, they didn't like it either because it sounded too much like the album before that. So it's it's one of these things where you really can't win for um, with everybody, it seems. And I never seen a movie that I can equate this to, like metal music. But that's kind of how this Star Wars movie kind of plays out, like kind I, of like. I a, agree with I agree with you on that because that that makes sense because that's like it was like when Sepultura when Sepultura like when they had like Beneath the Remains and then they had Arise. Then Chaos ID was whatever. But when Bloody Roots came out, everybody turned their back on them completely. Yeah. And we're talking about the same people. And it's just they changed their sound. Just They sounded a little more tribal than they usually do. A lot more fucking percussion drums. And no one. I, I hate it. Like when it comes to my Spotify, any song from Roots, I will skip it. <laughs> I will skip the hell out of it, yo. That's Every funny. time. One thing, though, and I'm pretty sure we can all agree on this. Did anybody else think that Luke really looked like Peter Dinklage in this movie? I mean, like, I yeah. kept thinking that, like, Sometimes. dude, he looked, he looked, yeah. I, I kept <laughs> thinking that there was, like, a there was like a disparagement between how he looked at the end of Force Awakens and how he looked in this movie. Almost as if it to say J.J. Abrams' intent was to make Luke a little more positive than the, than what Ryan Johnson turned him out to be, where he actually did look like a drunken hobo in this movie. So it was... Well, the, the, he took the lens flares off. You know, he kind of like it was. That's more... a JJ Abrams thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that, Ryan Johnson, Ryan, Ryan Johnson took the lens flares off, and without the lens flares, Luke looked a little more hoboish. You know, he kind of. <laughs> I mean, I need to say that that my issue with this movie is not that it was different. I appreciated that it was different. My issue with this movie is that I don't think he did the differences well. 
I don't think he wrote it well enough to do what he was trying to do. And that is what really frustrates me because I like a lot of the plot points. I really, really do. I just don't. I just think he wrote them poorly. I really do. I just think he wrote them poorly. And that really hurts my heart because I love Star Wars so much. And I wanted to like this movie as much as Johnny and Jack will do. And I just don't. I just don't. Well, welcome to Star Wars fandom where nobody is ever happy with any of the movies. That's not true. That's not true. I love true. I'm not happy with every movie. That's bullshit, because I love some of that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Last show we had, you were crying and pissing yeah. about goddamn your favorite trilogy in the world, the Man of Steel trilogy. You were going on about how Joss ruined Zack Snyder's beautiful, oh, perfect, see, I don't amazing bring up, vision. I'm not bringing up that. We're talking about Star Wars. You said yeah, you love Star Wars. Oh, you're talking about that. you love every Star Wars film? I, like I do. I don't you like you like the you like yeah, the but there's always there's the always that one. Hold on, but there's always that one movie that somebody has a problem with in the Star Wars universe. So it doesn't matter if you loved them all before. I guess this oh, is the one. Special, yeah. I guess be the one that you're gonna have an issue with. There's always yeah, that one it. movie. Yeah, well, what's the gonna... you have an issue with? We haven't heard that yet, Jackal. The special. <laughs> the holiday special. The, the special with Chewbacca. That's the one that I have. I love it. I think it's That's great. The best one. I would rather the... watch the holiday special than watch the Last Jedi again. For real. Well, Dude, you the ho- on, the you're holiday a... special compared to compared to Attack of the Clones, the holiday special is like watching Shaft goes to Africa, right? Like it's I, I that... see... Yeah, that's that's kind of harsh. But I'll say this much, uh, Zide. You're you're an island on your own on that one, buddy. Because. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Matter of fact, I watched the holiday special just before we did this show. The only good thing about the holiday special, it really is the Boba okay. Fett cartoon. The Boba Fett cartoon is dope, but the rest yeah, it of it, fake the rest of it, the rest of it could get flushed. I mean, well, we as much as without, we could have did without B. Arthur, and we could have did without singing. Without the rest of the B. Arthur, and, and the and the cooking segment with um, what's that guy's name? Segment. <laughs> the, the Wookiees with the in virtual reality. That was no, that, the, I, that. That's one of my favorites. That that actually should get its own movie. Like that and um, Tommy own trilogy. Yeah. And, and Tommy Wiseau should get to direct the Great Porg Adventure for ABC Family. Like, like he really oh, yeah. wants to do Star Wars, and I think that'd be yeah, perfect for him. Yeah. You get Tommy to do the the Great Porg Adventure for ABC Family. It would be a straight um, made for TV thing. They could get. Um, no, it would be a real Hollywood movie. Yeah, no, it'd be great. <laughs> they get the kid to play Denny to be in it. He could be like the little girl's dad that gets killed and like tearing me apart, Leia. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do Star Wars. I don't see why not. They're letting Tarantino do Star Trek. I mean, I might as well. If they let him direct a Star Wars movie, that would be like the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. Like, it'll be great, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say that, but I, I feel like Ryan Johnson has just let me down, so I'll never say that again. <laughs> I'll never say it again. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, Crystal. It's crazy. Yeah, but, but Ryan Johnson and, and, and um, Looper, as good as they were, they sure as hell will never be Tommy Wiseau and The Room, all right? Like, where where are the spoon pictures in, in Looper? You know what I mean? There's yeah. just so much missing from it. That it does, it's not even on the same level of masterpiece theater that we're... That's I mean, what Star Wars needs, man. Pictures of spoons. Needs By the way, guys, spoons. did you guys, uh, any of you guys uh, come up with your top ten lists for this week? No. No. Okay. All right, so let's <clears> what was the top ten list for this week? Well, it was... It was the, yeah, that tells you right there. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't. 
It was it was ten ways to make um episode nine good or some shit, and I'm like, no, I don't no, know, man. No, things things I wanted to make episode. Star Wars great again. Huh? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There we go. Me and Crystal no. get on that yes. one. Things <laughs> I no 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 no. no, no. It was no. things I wanted episode nine. That's what it was. But we'll do that next week or next oh, time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a loan of a million dollars. But check this out. Let's, uh, let's go over the top ten uh, box office results for the weekend here and. Uh, this was a three-day weekend, and uh, a huge box office results. Uh, number ten, Lady Bird came in with two million, um, and that's it was number nine last week. Lady Bird, you guys uh, see this one yet? No. It looks it's pretty good. Bad. A lot of it's a lot of my it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of my artsy fartsy um, film friends tell me it's great, and it, it looks cool. So I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it when it's on Netflix or something. Now, this is pretty cool. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which has Daisy uh, Ridley in it, uh, is at uh, number nine of the box office. Uh, so she's in two movies at the top ten. Uh, shout out to her this week. And at uh, number eight, The Disaster Artist. Pow, pow. Best movie of the two- year. Yeah. Well, oh, by the way, Murder on the Orient Express brought in 2.4 million. The Disaster Artist brought in 2.6 million. Uh, number seven this week, Thor Ragnarok brought in 2.9 million. Number uh, six, Daddy's Home 2 with 3.8 million. And uh, that was number six last week, so it's staying strong at number six. Number five this week, down from number two, Justice League, which keeps tumbling down. It's now at 4 million this weekend. And uh, that's really bad. That's another uh, 56% loss for that film, bringing its uh, total to 219 million domestically. Guys, that's really bad. I mean, that's not even going to get uh, close uh, to uh, Menestio. Yeah, flop. Exactly. Oh, wow. that's, that's, that's too bad, bad because it was actually better than the other two. I mean, it, it was. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Uh, but that's it. It's not even going to beat Menestio. Yeah, it's, it's got really a higher bad. higher user Rotten Tomato score than Last Jedi does. So that's yeah, but we're no, nah, but that's when you, Shit, that's you been de- that. that's been debunked. That's been debunked. That's bullshit. Fake anyway. news. Fake news. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Uh, no, the 4chan see. people have already took. Um, they already took credit for spamming the, um the yeah. message boards and getting it a low score. I mean, it's it's pretty much a proven fact at this point. Uh, yeah. Wow. Number uh, by the good try there, Zach. Number four this week. Uh, Wonder <laughs> down from number three. Brand new five point four uh, million to Wonder. Took out Justice League and uh, it's uh, sitting pretty at number four. Number three down from number one. Coco, which brought in ten million. Pretty good movie. Uh, Has anybody seen that? Like, I actually want to see it. Like, I've heard it was wonderful. I want to yeah. see it. it. It looks I cool. I want to see it too. I haven't had a chance. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's if, you're, if, if you're an emotional cripple and a wuss, don't watch it because it'll break your heart. That's so if you're an emotional cripple, just just avoid it because you're just going to be a sappy crap baby, and I'm just going to laugh at you the whole time. <laughs> I like and the skeleton a, guys though, man. They're dope. I like. I want to get a tattoo of one or something. They're, they're like it, one of the coolest. It's Pixar, so you know I'm 100 percent behind uh, anything Pixar. Yeah, they they do so, great stuff. I like their yeah. stuff. So that's uh, number three this week. Number <clears throat> two, Fernandin from what? Ferdinand. There they go, Ferdinand. Uh, what? How yeah, Fernando Bull. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. I read that. Yeah, I loved that book when I was a kid. The the bull that oh, like flowers, yeah. man. It was so good. Yeah, was, dude. He did. He did. He didn't want. He didn't want to go. Um, he didn't want right, to go to the yeah. fight. He just wanted to smell the flowers. That's all he wanted to do. It's amazing. Well, this uh, flower-smelling bull is uh, a <laughs> third and dead on arrival because it, it 
man, the production budget of $111 million and it brought in $13 million over the weekend. Uh, this is Flop City. It could have legs, though. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Those are, those are, they're going to be some mighty strong legs there, uh, 2.0. Uh, now, uh, oh. let's see. Is there, it's possible, yeah, and maybe bulls could fly one day. Uh, but number one this weekend, and we all, uh, we've been talking about it the entire show here, the last Jedi brought in a whopping $220 million over the weekend. That's a three day total of $220 million, guys. The second biggest opening of all times. Um, I think I actually called the exact number 220 a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is amazing. I mean, the fact that it even made this much money, uh, considering it's a, a polarizing movie, it's a, a a part eight to a series saga, and uh, it's still it's uh, you know brought in this kind of cash. Uh, now, this is not going to beat The Force Awakens overall at the box office, but uh, this could end up somewhere. I did around. tell you, Jekyll. I did tell you. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. But I mean, hey, I but that was say before. Was... That was before I, I thought that this movie was going to divide people. So <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but I mean even with that said, this movie still has a chance to to hit about seven eight hundred million dollars uh, domestically, uh, which would be just phenomenal uh, for a follow up to The Force Awakens. So two hundred and twenty million dollars opening weekend, guys. Uh, that's incredible. What do you guys think? Um, do you think that Avengers Four is gonna ca- catch that kind of numbers? Because there's a lot of no. hype going for that. That's that. That's actually I've been feeling a lot more hype than that than I even felt for this movie while it was coming up. So no, um, no, no, no way. You don't think so? No, no way. The, this Maybe movie... it might get close. I don't know if it'll beat it, but I think it's gonna come no. really close. I mean, it's it, short, it, bit short though. It'll probably be coming somewhere around 180 million. Uh, you know. Tomorrow they right to maybe two hundred million. What if it beats it though? I'm I'm just just putting that out there. What if then, it hey, beats that'd be great. Oh, yeah, that'd be and if they could get Joss Whedon to do reshoots really fast because they got be Wolverine awesome. now and they <laughs> yeah. put Wolverine in it, I guarantee you it'll it'll oh. beat this movie. If oh they man, you know awesome. what? I hope they don't get put get Josh Whedon and put him anywhere near it. Uh, if they well, if cause, they cause do, because Hugh Jackman has a mustache because he was in a movie where he needs one and they're gonna like CGI over his face where he doesn't have a mustache anymore just for you guys. Art. Oh. Real quick, guys. Uh, the, the, the Last Jedi, by the way, has made over four hundred and fifty million worldwide in three days. That's uh, half a billion dollars, almost. In, oh, in it's been days. out for like a week in England and stuff. So it's not like three days. It's been. It's like almost well, two weeks in some places. Like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, right, a week and a week. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, it's, no, I'm not saying that's bad. I just was saying it's like a slightly bigger time window than you said. So I was, and, slightly, well, okay, four or five days, whatever. Still, that's for the first week. That's phenomenal. Uh, I don't know how many billions, but this uh, this has a chance to be at least at 1.5, 1.8 billion worldwide. So, how much did the um, Force Awakens make? That I, made over I, two billion, over two billion worldwide. No shit! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was so. a good movie. Force Awakens was excellent. It, yeah. Rogue One was better. I enjoyed Rogue One a lot. I don't. I. I, I don't know if it was better, but it, it was, was good. better. I don't know about that. Both, I don't know. both Force Awakens and Rogue uh, One were better than Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. I, well, I think everybody here will can agree to that, right? Right, yes. Jekyll. Uh, I will. That? I will definitely say that. 
No, I well, it, that's hard for me. <sighs> I really like this movie a lot. So, but here's the <laughs> thing. Here's, here's the thing. With I really said, like Felicity Jones a lot. So, I mean, like, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, your, I really it, like Sucker Punch a lot. So, I mean, here's, here's your thing. Here's hey, your good. Thing, me too. Wow, is there actually somebody else that's on the damn show like that likes Sucker Punch? Zod Ryder loves Zack Snyder. He doesn't even like that damn movie. But I love yeah, Sucker Punch. I thought that movie was brilliant. Oh, I, I love the extended version of Sucker Punch. I yeah, think it's wonderful. Dude, oh, why did they cut out Oscar Isaac singing, man? Like. That should have fucking totally made the theatrical cut. Like it was amazing. That's I'm actually the watch film that made extended version now. What? That that's yeah, the that's film that awesome. made me an Oscar Isaac fan. I, I've been a huge fan of his ever since. Well, that that started me, and then um, Ex Machina's when I was like, Ex Machina, he was great in that. This yeah. is the coolest motherfucker in Hollywood. Right <laughs> in Hollywood, and he's always he's different in every single movie he's in. Like you can never tell, you can never tell he's the same. It's 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 amazing. The same actor. It's awesome. Oh, by the way, there's somebody joining us in the call. Uh, call, you're on, you're on the air. Who's this? It's hey, Tim what's up? Who's this? It's Tim. Oh, Triple Eight. Oh, well, well, we we hang up on people like that here. Damn. Yeah, that that just happened, Triple Eight. Uh, what did you hey, uh, Triple Eight? What? I feel like I don't know the joke. What happened? Uh, we'll explain after the show. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well. You guys were talking about Isaac, Isaac, Isaac a, few, a minute ago. Uh, what do you guys think of him playing? Um. Asher, Isaac. Uh, fuck. What's the, what's the character's name? Uh, uh, Gomez. Gomez. Oh. Uh, Gomez. Whatever. Voicing the character. What? He, he he's he looks he should play him in live action man he's got yeah. the look you give him a mustache put him in a little black suit he'd be an awesome awesome lots of kids awesome Gomez Adams awesome. fucking Alex you got me studdering and shout out to over here you're dumb dumb toro now DJ you can put Oscar Isaac in any movie and uh, I'm sold uh, I'm I'm in I watch him he's a great actor. Um, I love, you know, his performance in uh, in Star Wars. So, uh, anything that he, you want to throw him in, uh, you know, he's he's half Cuban, so I'm half there with him. No, but look, it, this is something that, that I was looking at, and uh, wouldn't it be funny if we find out later on that somehow he is force sensitive, and uh, and uh, Poe actually is, uh, you know, he, he could use the force, but he doesn't know how to use it that well. And maybe he becomes, you know, like another uh, force user in the next one, and him and just, he's just a legend. Tilly's replacement. That's all he is. He's well, not a force user, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to well, see him in the lightsaber. Hey, that belongs to everybody. Everybody. I think he might exactly. be like um, how um, Donnie Yen's character was. Like he can use it on instinct. Like he knows shit's coming and stuff, but he can't move stuff with it. You know what I mean? It's kind of how they explain his piloting skills and stuff. They kind of hinted at, like, he's I mean, got amazing intuition. So maybe he's kind of more like Donnie Yin than, like, an actual Jedi, but... Exactly. Hey, he, he's, he's got the sensitive for it, anybody can use the Force, okay? Hey, that's, yeah. that's the thing. He had, he, maybe he's Force-sensitive, he has some Metaclorians, but he was never trained in the Force, because there was no Jedis to really train you know, at, that, at that point. Uh, because Luke went away, or you know, he was just wasn't Anakin found. Anakin killed them all. They were they were all having like a yeah, little pizza party of shit, and he, he showed did. up and he <laughs> that happened too. Awesome. Like, Jedi's pizza this is party. Why I love Revenge of the Sith so much. I love that scene it's so good. <laughs> they're all in there with those big with those big hair things over their yeah, head. Yeah, they, they were pl- they were playing in a sandbox, and Anakin saw that sand, and he just went wild. Ah! Hey, hey, yes, sand is real. Kids. <laughs> 
sand is like is his is his trigger. Somebody yeah, needed sand trigger, for yeah. somebody. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we're all out of time here. We have a couple of minutes left uh, before the show is uh, completely off the air on both networks. Uh, if not, I think uh, Mr. Arizona Tramp will probably kick me in the behind. Through the internet, force, you know, you'll, you'll be forced Skyping into me. Can yeah, since we're like, stealing somebody's show. Oh, and she was force sensitive. Yeah, we're already stealing somebody's show anyways, according to one person, so, yeah. Correct, we, yeah. yeah. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, but th- this has been fun. Hopefully uh, we get another show in before the end of the uh, year, guys. Uh, I'm going to probably see the movie again one more time, uh, maybe two more times. I saw it in 2D. I don't know if you guys saw it in 2D or 3D, but I saw it in 2D. I never uh, go 3D. 2D. Yeah, yeah. 2D too. You I'll never go, go after well. I, yeah. will, I will go. I told Zod that I was going to go see it again as well. After yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see. I gotta see it on 3D. You know what? In all, fa- in all fairness, because you guys did, you guys, we had such a great and fair debate tonight. Uh, you know what? I think I'll go see it again too. That's yeah, right. We, you we, suffer we, with us. No, I'll suffer. Little, I'll suffer we'll with you. It's, it's we fine. A, we should have a little Jedi pizza party when we're done too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I bring the Kool Aid. Punch and pass. Sure, someone's no, someone's sure got to bring the blue milk, man. Make sure it's I'm not purple. Sure purple. Yeah, sure, make sure, make sure the purple. Milk. Make sure milk the, it, yeah. the yeah. Make sure the Kool Aid's purple. Yeah. I will people. say that I uh, I I uh, I don't uh, I don't envy J.J. Abrams and the task he has ahead of him for Episode Nine. Um, yeah, and I really really well. We'll see, because I think J.J. Abrams is really good at endings, but after watching some of his TV shows, I don't think he's so good at... He's really good at beginnings. I don't think he's really good at endings, but we'll see. Um, and I really miss Carrie fucking Fisher, and I really yeah. feel bad for Lucasfilm, because there's no way you can do her character justice that's going to yeah. satisfy fans. You just can't. And that huh. that hurts. That really yeah. hurts. Well, in, in his defense, though, J.J. Abrams has never been uh, a task that really to end any of the uh, shows on TV. He this has- is true. This is true. Ryan doesn't just let me down so much. I'm really salty right now. It's really yeah. what it is. I'll, I'll admit it. <laughs> no, the, the, the thing is, remember when uh, when JJ Abrams created like Lost, for example, he did the uh, the pilot, and he uh, you know that was his idea of the show and everything. But uh, once he you know the show takes off and it, it goes into season two, three, and four, the writers take over and then it becomes something else, and it completely goes off his hands. And it's funny I saw an interview with him, and uh, he, he says that, uh, that he found it amusing that people would go up to him and blame him for certain story arcs or storylines and he's like I haven't even watched the show like in the season like I don't even know what's I going was on. hired to write, I was hired to do the pilot guys I don't know no, why it was his it was his pilot <laughs> it was his idea it wasn't even hired like he he he's the one who masterminded the thing but once he hands it off to the to the network and then the the writers take over at that point he's disconnected from the project he moves on to another project he's got other stuff to do yeah right. exactly. I mean, but it's funny how he gets he gets blamed for like every little thing and he's like it's funny like he you got blamed for the, the the finale and lost and he's like I hadn't even seen the finale yet, and I was getting blamed for it and I'm like what like what did I do like. I'm not, I'm not getting blamed for that. Well, like, but, right, that's not really a fair argument. We'll see, we'll see. I don't envy him, though. I, 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 I don't envy him either. It's, it's going to be a hard and difficult task to, to you know wrap this, this thing up, especially without Princess Leia or General Leia there. Uh, with Luke, the way he disappeared, You know, I hope they can bring him back somehow and He's have dead. him be a useful part of the force. Yeah. Um, 
Now, Lando is nearly crippled at this point in real life. I, I doubt you're going to get Lando again, bro. Uh, sadly enough. Uh, Lando, get in, in, a, in, a Lando in a wheelchair. He can be in one of those, like, Professor yeah, Xavier. No, yeah, electric, flying wheelchair. You know. There you go. Give him, give him a TGI uh, cyborg body like they did Forrest Whitaker. That'd be dope. But either either way, uh, you know, I, I look forward to it, and I think JJ is the right guy, and I'm happy that he is going to be the one to bring him back home and kind of wrap everything up. And, uh, you know, uh, Colin Trevorrow, whatever happened with him, uh, you know, it happened, and now, you know, we're, we're going to get JJ Abrams' uh, final, uh, you know, interpretation on this trilogy, and, and we're going to see the guy who started it wrap it up. So I'm, I'm happy to see that, and uh, it's in good hands. Uh, in JJ, well, well, one good thing is it'll probably be more. More in the traditional Star Wars style. It's definitely yeah. not going to be like what we got here because JJ is not like that. JJ will follow the Star Wars formula. Oh, of course he will. We we all uh, we all hope that it's uh, at least as good as the other first two in the century. So Star Wars Episode Nine embraced the nothing. That's oh, right. Oh, all I hope for is it it could be better than Attack of the Clones and. I mean, even Man of Steel is better than Attack of the Clones, so I don't think that he has yeah. that hard of a job wow. cut out for him. That's wow. Harsh. That's uh-huh. harsh. Man of Steel is better than Attack wow. of the Clones. I know, I just said wow. it was. All right, everybody, with that said, we're out of here. This is the Roundtable Show on PSN Radio and tonight, Black Swamp Radio. Thanks, uh, Arizona Tramp. Of Man of Steel. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jupiter from my house. <laughs> 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 <laughs>